0: What's up, everybody? It's uh, Wes and Andy back for the Fandom uh, Power Podcast. Welcome to the second installment of uh, Tuesday Night Random Fandom, uh, where we sit here and we kind of talk about uh, whatever kind of comes to mind in, in the terms of uh, pop culture and entertainment. With us tonight, all the way from someplace else, <laughs> it's Adam from uh, Go Figure. Jonesy. Hello, Adam. How How's it going? Uh oh, man. I'm. I've been looking forward to this. I was Absolutely. very keen uh, when you said yes. I will come on your show.
1: Oh yeah, I'll come. I'll hang with you anytime. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, I I was. You were a man of rumor for a while. So,
0: <laughs> was that through Ken?
1: No, not through Ken. I don't remember sure, sure. anything Ken says. Um, <laughs> but, he might uh, drop in
0: here tonight. I don't know.
1: Uh, he'll drop in. He'll yeah. He'll be here. Um, in the conversation. That's right. Oh look at El oh, Gaz is here
0: so let's hear let's go through this here we'll check in here with the uh with the comments we've got all the way from down under we've got sergeant slaughter slaughterhouse hey here for adam subscribe for the random Phantom entertainment thanks for joining us we've got gaz tuesday did i fall into a time warp yeah i guess it is wednesday (laughs) oh it is it is over there um this one comes from uh one of our followers this is uh dr mad studio in the uk hello amaranth how's it going just been watching the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the bbc tv series version 81 Beautiful. excellent most so, excellent
1: i was getting ready to do a uh a mask video in my early videos oh. and uh, i needed to buy a Thunderhawk, and then i found one uh on the marketplace and you guys know when you're buying oh, when you're buying a toy yeah, offer, yeah 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 it's like you you know, you mess around and you you like barter on price sure it's shipping right how close do yeah, you get? yeah yeah and then so through talking i was like hey like i live you know, close to New Market. He's like, Well, so do I. And oh, right. I right like back right. and forth. It turns out we live four houses away from each other. Like we're just neighbors down there. Oh, the wow. Okay, cool. So I went, and I just drove to his house and met uh, met Tiverco, who became like my best bud. Right, right. So That's cool. We were hanging out and we were cooking. He's like, You need to meet Wes. That guy's a legend. <laughs> so for a while, I was like, Who's this guy, Wes? And then we went to my friend's cottage up in Bob Cajun. I said, There's a toy shop you gotta go check out. Rest, my friend, is history.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and that that worked out really well because I feel like uh, since then, um, we've had a pretty good relationship. I think we've had some bonding over Masters of the Universe uh, a yeah. couple of times. Absolutely, uh, done some some uh, some Joe business. So that's been uh that's yeah, been good. Sadly, the store is uh, no more, but that just means I have more time for YouTube and streaming. So uh,
1: and that was that was your choice. That wasn't like a negative ending
0: so that i mean there's a combination of, of factors there there is obviously the pandemic was a was a, a factor living where we live uh in rural ontario made uh presented its own challenges especially living in a retirement community where most of the population is uh as well beyond retirement age what do you
2: mean you don't have antiques <sighs> <laughs>
0: You ever put collectibles on your building and anybody that's over a particular age walks in and they say, where's the collectibles? You know,
2: that's right.
1: you're right there. You We're know looking, that
0: they speak a different language.
1: Looking for decorative plates. That's right. You any spoons? Yeah, where's exactly. Spoons? Exactly. No, I got, uh, I got my, uh, my favorite Skeletor from you, which is the uh, Dragon Blaster. Dragon so, Blaster. Yeah. So you actually, and that's, that figure holds a record. Are you ready for it? Uh, do tell. That's the most money I've ever spent on a figure. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a wow.
0: lot. <laughs> no, I, I did try. I tried. I always tried to keep the pricing as as reasonable as I thought it should be.
1: Yeah, no, it was, um, it was beauty. I and,
0: never tried for, uh, I never really tried for top dollar. I just, I did. I never felt that that was a good. At least for me, as as somebody who is in the business as a as a hobbyist, I never felt the need to uh, to to be like I need to be at the eBay top asking dollar
1: bleed it dry.
0: Right, right. Never never needed to do that.
1: No, you always want to have money in the pocket to come back and buy more skeletons.
0: Well, that was the idea, and I mean, I still have I have buckets worth of stuff sitting in my garage now that are, is waiting for the spring thaw for me to go through and kind of figure out what I'm going to do with it. But uh,
1: right,
0: oh nothing before the spring. That's all I'm going to say.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, I got, I got a couple of, um, awesome pieces here that connected to, to West. So that, that's great. It's
0: well, again, great. Uh, we are super happy to have you here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for, uh, bringing over, uh, some of your friends from, uh, your community as well. Yeah. We certainly, we certainly appreciate all the support as we are, uh, we're gunning 500 is our next uh is our next milestone so we can unlock the community how are we gonna,
1: are we gonna have a uh, 500 sub party what are we gonna do
0: on the 500 sub party i don't know andy what do you think
1: well we did the giveaway for the
2: 200 we so did
0: uh so we actually again? we did a giveaway at at um at a uh, 100 but it turns out we
2: had a stretch goal for three
0: we did <laughs> we So we we asked for uh, help to get to 100. We blew through that in under 24 hours. But over the period that we had given for the 100 subscriber, we actually made to 200. So not only did we give away one action figure, we gave away two. So
1: So maybe for 500, we just drive to people's houses and take stuff. That's right. (laughs) It's not a giveaway. It's a takeaway.
0: Oh, let's just check in here with the comments for a second. We get uh, Ken dropping in to say hi from Toy Connections uh and then we've got uh folks from the meyer family hello adam andy west i'm ethan from the meyer family hello, hello.
1: ethan Thank Ethan you for and, having ethan us. and uh, nathaniel are two uh two little buddies of mine and they actually helped me in my my newest video is dropping on oh that's on awesome so they're gonna make a. Uh, I don't want to say a cameo appearance i think they're gonna steal the show but uh, <laughs> that's amazing yeah so there's there's some fun stuff coming up on saturday
0: well, uh, thank you everybody for, uh, who's uh, joined us tonight. If you were just getting to the show right now, if you missed the intro, uh, this is Tuesday night random fandom. So, uh, it, it's any pop culture news, any pop culture, uh, or entertainment properties that have caught your attention, maybe in the last, uh, little bit of your, uh, that you can recall, um, we're talking anything and everything from movies to celebrities, toys, and everything in between. So, uh, well,
1: I'll, I'll say this to start us off. Sure. Sure. To be so bold. Yeah, people. I'm usually, I'm usually a pretty positive guy. I like to, I like to be happy. I like to fill my fill my life with people that bring me joy and things that bring me joy. Uh, me too. Um, try not to be angry at all, but um, I've been I've been angry since Sunday. A little bit underlying anger. Okay. Um, because in all the years that we've had to suffer through, uh, like Bale and Pattinson and Affleck, we couldn't oh, yeah. have Michael Keaton being Batman. <laughs> uh... Right.
0: Uh, I didn't think we were going to get to the trailer this quickly, but we're here now. Yeah, well, I mean, let's so let's—I mean, we could spend a whole show on this. In fact, we
1: might just do that. Right? It's a—it's a real teeter-totter of emotion watching that trailer because you're like, one of these guys is my favorite pop culture, like on-screen hero in memory, right? Right. Like, so I'm, I'm a Superman guy and I love Chris Reeve. Yep. But Michael Keaton's Batman was the first superhero movie I saw in a theater and was Same like here right mm. the first the toys you got for Christmas like it's very attached to you and to see him in the suit and not it's not like when Hogan wrestled his last match in TNA and you're like ah oh, get out of the ring don't don't do that it
0: wasn't cringeworthy
1: it's not Flair's last match he's just being Batman um to like a, a great degree and uh so you have that but then you also have like the Ezra Miller stuff which it's kind of icky Yes.
0: And uh, yeah, we just went through that today with uh, with our third co-host who may or may not uh, pop in tonight. We might. It's it's reminiscent of what's going on in the Harry Potter world right now with uh, with all of the, the hate uh, towards. Uh, uh, Ms. Rowling uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're taking it out on the latest video game, which I don't know how fair that is to the developers and to the artists who work on it. Certainly, yeah. uh, on principle, I agree with I agree with you. If you if you choose not to support the the corporate overlord that produces the thing, because they send a clear message by continuing to work with certain people, but at the same time, if you do choose to to support it, I also respect that because, as I said before, there are there are many artists and many people that go into these productions, and and certainly where the flash is concerned, Ezra Miller is just
1: one of them. Right. And it's so, it's not, it wouldn't be fair to Mr. Keaton to take this movie from us because of Mr. Miller.
0: (laughs) Well, is it the Flash movie or is it just another Batman movie in disguise? I mean, we're getting, we're getting two. There's also a rumor, heard a rumor around this, uh, the other day that said that there there are certain sequences for the film that have been removed because of the the change uh, of staff over at DC. The rumor is. There's a third Batman in this movie,
2: hmm. so
0: not hey, sure hey. how that's going to work out. Okay,
1: let's do this. Wishing well, someone okay. came to you and said, "There's there's a third Batman in the movie." Yeah, who do you who do you wish it was?
0: Well, so how I
1: wish they do it.
0: <sighs> well, the options are very slim because they've already gone on the nose and they've said that Pattinson's Batman is now clearly an Elseworlds tale. Yep, and if we go back to the Tim Burton slash Schumacher days. We are supposed to suspend disbelief and accept that Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and uh, George Clooney are the same Batman, right? And only one of those actors is probably physically capable of showing up. And I don't want it to be Clooney.
1: Yeah.
0: it's got to be Christian Bale. Okay. It's got to be Bale's Batman.
1: So I'm I would do if it was me because it's this year. Yeah, I would do an over the shoulder. Oh. shot and use clips from conroy's batman voice work oh that
2: now
0: that would be
1: or if they went the other
2: direction and because we've done like running through multiverses before in sure, like multiple sure properties yeah have them just run through an animated universe and have oh
1: right conroy's
2: right. batman just
0: swinging through yeah i mean it, into the spider-verse how many spider suits oh, were in that oh my
1: god not enough i want? want more more, more spider suits. Right. Um yeah,
0: Ga- Gaz uh is saying the Flash trailer it dropped. I, it I don't know. Is did. that sarcasm? Is that sarcasm or, or, or are things different on your part of the world? Um the flash trailer dropped uh
2: Super Bowl Sunday. It, it, it Bowl? did, it did yeah. yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Well, if it's anything like Canada, sometimes they do change it for different viewing zones.
0: That is true. In International Canada. trailers at different times yep. and so on and so forth. Um, Gaz, I heard that Ben is in it. Yes, sir, that you are there. correct. Speaking yeah. of favorite.
1: He was favorite. in
2: the he was
0: in the trailer, yeah. In the
2: yes, telling Barry don't screw it up. Essentially,
0: uh, Batfleck is my uh, no secret. If if you've uh, watched anything we've done before, uh, Batfleck is my favorite on screen or at least cinematic yeah. Batman. Uh, Keaton's a close second.
1: Yeah, no. So it, I I think that Affleck was a great Batman saddled with bad movies or like subpar movies. Um, yeah, he brought his A game. Like he he came to work, right? Same with the. Cavs. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the Henry Cavill thing—that's still upsetting for me. But you know,
1: so here's here's my, and I'll say this: I don't want to get in the soapbox and and bash DC because I no? love. No, no,
0: I I do like what they're doing.
1: Um, but I think their biggest problem is there's just the refusal to stick stick with it, right? They they're constantly rebooting things, like even back at with brennan Routh and Superman Returns, like. Yep. He was a dynamite Superman.
0: Uh, was- second that. Second that a hundred hundred times over, I second that.
1: Right? He just had a script that didn't have him punching anything. Right. And but when they made Star Trek the motion picture and it was like abysmal, Khan <laughs> <Rathacon laughs> brought the A game.
0: so it totally did. But it they totally they,
1: did. they stuck with it. And I feel like they I think that Routh and Bale could have been a real cool shared universe
0: yeah, I mean that pfft, I'd have been okay with that. Now, but Brandon Routh got a bit of redemption, though. He got uh, that character, his version of Superman, got a redemption uh, in the CW crossover event. Yep, and the Crisis the, crossover event when they revealed that his king, his version of the Kingdom Come Superman, is his movie Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, that it's, was uh,
1: that was the best thing the CW universe ever did was that Brandon Routh. Here's a little Christmas gift. You get to finish your finish your movie. Yeah
0: it's right. the one time I actually paid we stream everything and 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 when I say stream I mean we legally stream everything we pay for all of our services um but it was the one there was one show and I want to say it was supergirl that didn't have a uh didn't have a streamer at the time the event was happening so it's the one time that I paid I paid Google and I purchased the episode of supergirl to complete the crisis right. crossover <laughs> yeah so somewhere in my account, uh, my my personal account, I own one episode of the Supergirl.
1: <laughs> and the thing about the the Ralph performance, I could talk about Ralph as Superman all day long. Yeah. Um, but in that moment where he's playing like Kingdom Come angry Superman, and then like possessed yeah. by Lex angry Superman, yep, you can tell he's having the m- more fun than I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just by it, right?
0: By the way, Brandon Routh has some of the softest hands in Hollywood. <laughs> Okay. when we met him at uh comic-con and uh we we got the handshake and i was like oh my god
1: like you moisturize yeah <laughs> more than so like dude you could be a hand model i i i don't know how accurate this story is i know how accurate it is from my point of view yeah, in yeah. 2005 i was volunteering to work at at fan expo and so oh sure yeah i was there and they put me in the celebrity area and that was the year margot kidder was there and okay. So, like 2 weeks before they released the first image of um Ralph as Superman where he was standing and right. that and so I said like, "Oh, what do you think of the new Superman?" And uh she's like, "I haven't seen him yet." So I showed her a picture. Right. I feel like I was the first one to show Margot show Margot Kitter picture of Ralph. But her, re- her reaction was, "Oh, he does look like Chris." Oh, he does look like Chris. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. they, they it, it was it was a, I was more excited about Superman returns coming out. Oh, so was I. Anything I've seen. And I've told the story on, I think it was on Zazel's channel before. um, But I went down to a a church conference at a big church in Chicago called Little Creek. It was an art. Okay, yeah. They had like 30,000 people that go there. And Ralph Winter goes there to their church. So he was there doing a thing about excellence and whatnot. Yeah. And and it was two weeks before Returns came out. And he's like, I actually have 300 tickets here from my buddy Brian. We have an early screening of Superman Returns here tonight. So in, oh. in front of 20,000 people, I ran to the front of the stage and I was like, are you messing with me? Yeah, and he yeah. was like, no, can you please go away before security comes? <laughs> and then they're like, someone get this guy a ticket. So then we went and saw it that night. And it was one of the things where I watched it. And you guys were do the thing where you go see a movie and all you want to do is love it. Like you just want to go there and you want it to be good more than anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wear... I don't know about you, Andy, but I wear my fandom on my sleeve, like it's out there for everyone.
1: Yeah, and so watching the movie, I was like, I know this isn't as good as I want it to be. I know that empirically, but it was just a lot of fun to be watching Superman in the theater again.
0: I was so, so happy to see Superman again, and I didn't even care that it was not as punchy. Superman right. lifts a boat. I, and you know what? And I was—I would be one of those those people that. The the savior thing never bothered me.
1: I mean, it's Superman, of course, right. he is. What did you expect? He was written by two Jewish fellows, <laughs> like, what, right? That's what he's a combination that's What of he's supposed to do. It's yeah. what he does, yeah. Uh, no, I um, uh, I was all in. I bought all those figures when they came out, I was like so jazzed yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, those figures, uh, see, now that's you where know, two foot one. Oh, the like the jacks, the big fig. I, I had like, the big fig one. one. Yeah, yeah nice. I think
1: that was like the first, the first big fig was. I think that one.
0: It may have been, in fact. I know somewhere uh, over the course of running the store, uh, we we came into possession of the foam Bendham crowbar, the one yeah.
2: that. Yeah. it made the rounds of Dollarama forever. <laughs> oh my god! I yeah. hung it.
0: I hung it up on the wall uh, just outside our bathroom, and people were like, "Why is there a crowbar?" <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, it's a toy, it's a
1: toy. Yeah, but you're <laughs> right. So the they, they, those came out in 2006. Yeah, and then, like 2018, they showed up at Dollarama. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, like that had to be some kind of warehouse find somewhere that people went.
1: Oh God, what are we going to do with them? Yeah, because those Nail came em. out, and then the the um, Kryptonite slime was there as well. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaz has a few comments. Uh, Brandon Routh was great. Movie script not so much, and uh, that he's the Kingdom uh, Come is awesome i agree with that incredible with superman i'm always excited and all in on the film me too including man of steel by the way um so that that brings me to the next point uh hopefully everybody that's uh, with us tonight has seen the flash uh trailer uh if you haven't um please uh, go watch it and come right back Uh, (laughs) i'll give you about two seconds before i launch into this next thing how do we feel about the uh, going back to the events of Man of Steel in The Flash? So,
2: you, you, Andy, you could go. Yeah, it's, you were going to say um, something. Based on James Gunn and what he's doing, Flashpoint's going to be the reset point, right? Yeah. So, is this just going back there just specifically to scrub it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a nice inclusion to get, you know, all the way back to where they kind of jammed Batfleck in there. If that's really the case then that is the most that either Warner
0: brothers knew long before Walter Hamada left that this was the case. But I think that movie was too far into development for them to pull, to pull that one out and, and, and sort of keep that one under wraps. I think this is the, if there is luck in, in the universe, they got super, super lucky that the movie was written the way it was. And it just ties succinctly with rebooting the
1: DCU. Yeah, no. I, I so there was a part I didn't think I would pop as much as I did for that. Like in these trailers, mm. with ever since like Avengers and they're doing the crossovers and you oh know, sure, you, know, you pop for these moments like oh there's and you, it's almost like an Easter egg hunt. Yep. And so yep. when I saw the the world engine, I was like oh they're going back there. Yep. And then I got excited because I'm like is Superman gonna be in this movie? Is is Cavill <sighs> showing up? And I was like how do they do the world engine without Cavill? But then I think it's like. Flash is something so Superman doesn't come there, and it's- as
0: a multiversal thing, that's uh, yeah. so many things you can do. I do like the gentle, the the gentle uh, uh massaging of the. Uh, I mean, this is an adaptation of uh, Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't read Flashpoint, uh, it's probably one of the the better best Flash stories in print. Um, by the way, it was the it was my it was my launch point for DC. I had always been a fan of the DC heroes, but Flashpoint after that reboot to the New Fifty Two, that's where I uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start buying comics again. And I think I I purchased, I went through the entire run of uh, New Fifty Two Justice League because I couldn't afford to buy every single title every
1: month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I, unapologetically New Fifty Two fan here, but.
1: No, that's you. You can as long as you like it. That's great. I do.
0: I do. And so I, I mm. like the idea of, uh, of Supergirl supplanting Superman in this. Um, I, I think that's very cool. Yeah,
1: yeah but can we have them both? Can not they both be there? Can I just have some Cavill, um, please?
0: I, I do. I, I hear you on that. And I mean, Henry Cavill. Uh, he, I have to say, he's
1: probably my Superman. He's yeah, he's my
0: Superman for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It, he he was great. Again, is that and even with even with Man of Steel being yep. like him killing Zod and like all the destruction, to me that was a movie where he was learning how to be Superman. Yes, absolutely. Right. So that's what that movie was. Now BVS got a real like I, that that movie to me. I, I'm not I, I didn't love that um, story arc. And and again, it was it was good actors in there doing stuff. Yep. But, yeah. yep. I, I don't like a movie where a thirty-second conversation can fix the whole thing. The warehouse sequence with Batman. So and yeah, Martha. Yeah, give me give me more of that. Yeah, but if yeah, Superman yeah. just flew over to Gotham. Was like, hey, I'm I'm good. And Batman's like, oh, me too. He's like, oh, cool. Let's both be good and go get Lex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, give Let's me just me talk more to more. each other. Right. They, they actually, what I would have done if I was making a Batman versus Superman movie, <laughs> sure, is word for word take the script from the Bruce Timm animated Superman Batman. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. And just make it shot for shot. <laughs> the Joker stealing a Kryptonite dragon—just do it.
0: Uh, and it would be—it would be easy enough to do, I guess. That's sort of the—I uh, mean, did you guys see the animated Flashpoint
1: Paradox? Yes. Yep. So I, love, I love that run of DC animated. It's movies. so good.
0: I mean, the the animated Flashpoint Paradox, I would say, is is probably one of the better uh, animated offerings from from DC. Yep. I don't know how close it stacks up to the comic book. What do you think, Andy? Uh,
2: it's it's pretty good.
0: Like, I'm I am interested to see like how it how it compares to the live action film. I don't expect the live action film to be. A, a, no, a, I don't. A, a faithful spot on like I don't want it to be. For, with everything we've seen in this trailer, I don't want it to be faithful. I just want it to be a good movie.
1: Just yeah. give me a good movie, right? And
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, and you you wonder at the end of this who the in world Batman's going to be. Oh, Gaz just
0: watched it trailer. Just watched it. The emoji says it all, Gaz. <laughs> yeah, I take that. To po- I hope that's a positive. Yeah,
1: Gaz, Gaz is always a pretty positive guy, so I imagine it's a positive.
0: Ooh. There's but, so much going on there. You talk about the, watching a trailer like it's a like you're just looking for Easter eggs. Probably about the fourth or fifth time I went, I went through it, and I did. I I slowed it down and kind of tried to go through it a couple frames at a time.
2: And then the bat cycle.
0: We yeah Which we, we got, could
2: have just watched a couple. The rest of the trailer. The trailer. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yes. Um, it took me as uh, two or three viewings before I realized that that uh, that particular suit is blue and gray. Hmm. It's not uh, black and gray.
1: Well, well, have you seen the shot of all the batsuits?
0: Yes, the Batman's Hall of Armor. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a that's uh, a great that's a great walk through DC history right there. There's some moments.
0: Thank you to uh, Sergeant Slaughter's uh, slaughterhouse, um, the most beard on the internet at one time.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. It's almost like stages of beards, like stage one, right. yeah, stage yeah, two, yeah. stage three. Right. So we get
0: there. I should have should have run a brush through it before
2: we went live tonight. So, so based on the internet reaction to Michael Keaton, oh uh, yeah, can this act as just a jump off point for Batman Beyond?
0: Oh man, why, why? You're Are gonna you, break my heart.
1: Like here's a, here's people have been saying it you. for years. <laughs> So since 93, people have been saying, like, well, Michael Keaton should play the old Batman and, you know, give Terry the suit. Yeah. And then I watched his trailer, and I was like, no, he shouldn't. He just played Batman. <laughs> he's still good enough to be Batman. True. Yeah, like, just but, be the man. look in Spider-Man. No, I
0: I hear you. I hear you.
1: I oh, do, no. Like, I, I, it, 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 would, it would work. It would, it would be great. Um, But I think he can do both. Yeah, Maybe one where you, you age him up a little bit, and he's Batman Beyond or that and then make a movie where he's making Batman movies here like
0: he he can do both yeah i mean and dual role man like give him give him both hats yeah there it gets even more heartbreaking when you know that uh, at one point before the uh, the Nolan trilogy that a Batman Beyond movie was on the books was it yeah 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 and uh unfortunately for reasons uh, got dropped and then they went with the Nolan trilogy the well, there
1: was movie. there was that uh, whole Justice League movie that um uh who's the australian guy
0: um oh um mad max yeah um um what, uh, uh no no oh, uh, frank miller not Frank miller not frank miller oh sorry oh. no uh yeah no mad max oh my lord i, uh, I love those movies the, the, the director he did oh. babe, babe pig in the city um that's right <laughs> which is so <laughs> and contrasting
1: the snowy river
0: why am i not yeah why am i
1: not remembering the guy's name
0: It'll come to me. But
1: anyways, he He was going to do a justice league movie and it was like all ready to go. And then there was the right.
0: That
1: would
0: have been great. I absolutely would have been great. You know, it makes you wonder like of all these, how many of these things never get made and what happens to those scripts? Do they just end up dying and and sitting in some dude's
2: desk? George Miller,
0: George Miller. That's it. George Miller. Miller.
2: Well, a lot of them become fodder for Kevin Smith. uh, Narratives.
1: Okay. Or would you okay. guys? Would you guys be pro or n- no for a cameo with Nick Cage as Superman in this movie?
2: <laughs> no, solid no. Even if he's like running through the time stream and it's yeah. just like a little flicker. Uh, okay. So
0: from that perspective, where it's it's very clearly tongue in cheek.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Just have him fly by.
0: Um, if he gets a speaking part, I will. You know, I want. I will. I will punch a child. <laughs> no, I won't do that. No, it's I might. I,
1: I would like to see, like, the Judge Judy trial. <laughs> like, sir, 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 You punch this child, and you're like, yeah, Nick Cage is Superman. Casey Smith, just throws yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gets it.
0: Nick Cage showed up as Superman, and I got so angry, I punched the nearest kid. I get it.
1: Yeah, had
2: it coming. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Cage, no. your thoughts? This cannot be
0: your Superman young man.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But this, this to me is the movie to do things like that. Like if, if you're going to throw a a tongue in cheek moment away, this is the movie to do it. in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I mean the flash, I mean, if anything with the CW flash and we can talk about, we can explore that a little bit further. If anything, that show captured the lighthearted nature of Barry Allen. Yeah. And uh, something that, that you know, I think the features could, could take a bit of a of a, a hint from. For sure. Yeah.
1: yeah Especially yeah. those first few seasons where he was just having fun being the Flash. Yes.
0: Yeah. How fast can I go? I don't know.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, the and last couple seasons have been kind
2: of like really emo Flash, but.
1: Yeah. But he used to be like bookended with Arrow. So Arrow was very serious and heavy. Yeah. Flash was a yeah, really yeah. yeah. fun one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean Arrow, I tried. I stuck with Arrow right to the end and it was hard. Um and f- like you said for those first few seasons I was in. I was all in on the Flash. In fact, I actually thought that Flash at one point was the better show. But the whole team Arrow uh formula, it got old and uh I just oh my god, even I made a point when the actors start bailing out, okay, um it's yeah. it's lost its it's steam. That's well, I think
1: one. they were also the, the detriment of Arrow. Hey, the Retro Tinker's here. The Retro Tinker, hello, hello. What a we got We got some legends in the chat here. Nice. Um, Gaz has got a
0: good point. I'm just going to, let me pull this up here for a second. Gaz is saying, Keaton can still play Bats. Besides, Gunn says that the DCU will go from live action film to animated to TV shows, and they will all be connected with the same actors playing the roles. So true.
2: That scares me a bit. Like, because he's already laid the groundwork for his suicide squad and Peacemaker and they were awesome. Yeah. But if that's okay. all getting flushed down the toilet, what are you going to do now?
1: Wait, is he flushing? Is he flushing Peacemaker down the toilet though? I don't know.
2: I don't know for sure. I thought it was getting greenlit for a second season.
0: There is a lot of, uh, there has been some discussion. I won't say there's a lot. Cause that, that's subjective. There has been some discussion in the fan community that, that uh, has said James Gunn might be favoring actors and people that he's worked with to stay on board while he is axing all the people that he has not worked
1: with. So that that's what I've heard. If he's had his hand in the pie, that that cinematic universe is staying, right?
0: I don't know if I believe the the second, the latter half of that—that that he's just cutting people uh, for the sake of cutting them because I just I've never worked with you. But so there's there you the go.
1: there's the Booster Gold Chris Pratt rumors, eh? Mm. I'd be
0: okay with that. I mean, uh, he's got the comedic chops for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, Booster Gold is like my second favorite DC hero. He is so fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, slaughterhouse uh, gun is keeping his stuff right. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think I disagree with that. I think it's hard. I mean, you guys, we talked about this last week, James Gunn and Peter Safran making the media rounds, uh, talking about what's going on at, at, uh, at Warner and DC in general. And to some, you might think that he's, they, both of them are slagging the, the old guard, um, if you will, but it's gotta be hard to be in those positions, to be in the public eye and to give commentary on that stuff. When suddenly you're the one who's basically got the keys to the car,
1: Yeah. 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 And also, when the last time they gave somebody the keys of the car, it was, yeah. it, st- it stalled a bit, right? It, was, it turned out to be a bit of a DeLorean. It didn't, yeah. It didn't, it didn't, yeah. You know, it didn't, didn't, the engine didn't match the outlook. So, it's, there's, a lot, people, there's a lot of pressure there.
0: I don't want to, I don't want to make it a big thing, but I think there's also uh, people forget that there was a massive tragedy in that man's family in yeah. the middle of his cycle. And I think that may, in fact, have partially contributed to the, derailment if you will
1: yeah yep. yeah 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 and but if you if you look at snyder's body of work yep before the dc universe right when he was under direction it was good stuff mm-hmm. when he was left to his own devices it was questionable right like, i don't i don't think anybody came back from sucker punch being like hey that was a good movie we should watch more sucker punch I think that was a bit of a head scratcher, and and that was but that was his like passion project, right? They said give us three hundred and Watchmen, and you can have a movie to do what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think some guys are better with a with a leash on, and I think they took the leash off of Snyder a bit.
0: It's uh, it's why, personally, this is my own personal opinion. This is not the uh, the the position of our show. It's why the sequel trilogy for Star Wars uh, hurt because there was no overarching supervision to say this is that this is the story from uh you know here's the big opening plot beat and here's where it needs to get to what you do in between is fine but nobody had that i don't think anybody had
1: that conversation
2: like a story group type thing yeah (laughs) wow
1: star wars story group what are you talking about i don't know to me not to go too deep into star wars with those sequel trilogy but i think the thing that did they the one thing they did wrong like i don't care what ray did i don't care what finn did nope Our childhood heroes didn't get their happy ending.
0: No, they did not. No, not not a one.
1: Right. Han Han and Luke, it was revealed, didn't stay together. There was like a a breakup there or or not Han and Luke, Han and Leia. Han and Leia. Yeah. Luke was like going to kill his nephew and then wasn't. And then like, nobody got to like, no one, no one got the victory they deserved from the sacrifice they made in the original trilogy.
0: When Mark Hamill says, you know, this isn't the character that I played. Uh, yeah.
1: I take that to heart. Mm-hmm. I really do.
0: Yeah, I really do.
1: But and then but he's professional from a guy who speaks, you know, geek, right? Like he, he uh, yeah, as much as us.
0: I mean, he's got one of the best Twitter accounts going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, now go back to the flash, but yes. Yes. Have you guys seen the, uh, the leaks of the, of the toys that are coming out?
0: Uh, I, all I saw was the official, uh, promo image from, uh, McFarland, which just showed off the flash figure itself. I didn't see anything else.
1: Yeah. I haven't so, looked into it yet. So I haven't seen any of the McFarland stuff. Um, yep. and when my toy collecting, uh, and, and I, I love toys that are meant for kids. Those are the ones that I collect. And as a, from my childhood and those are the ones I love seeing in stores. Yeah. So the, the spin masters have, uh, have released a couple images, and it's like a, a Flash and Batman and a Batwing kind of thing. Oh, okay. Whatnot. So it's really good. I think this, in, in a perfect world, the perfect Flashpoint toy line would be if they gave it to Hasbro and they released it under the Kenner banner, mm. and it was just like the Batman Returns buck.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Everything yeah? Yeah, yeah, that'd, that cool. that, that'd be cool. That'd be super that, cool. That scale and that, that five points of articulation and that look because what it would do is, I'm not a modern collector. I'd buy every one of those figures because it's a continuation of a line that used of to the be. the line, yeah. And kids today would love it as well.
0: And collectors everywhere would still find something to complain about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they would. They would. But as long as the kids love them, they'll stay in shelves.
0: So again, yes, that is a case totally true. Uh,
1: Need kid, that new kids, generation.
0: Kids gotta, Kids got to buy into it.
2: Get yeah. into toys. Stop
0: playing with. Oh cars. my gosh! Okay, so the Flash we can all agree was um, probably the man. We had a list of of trailers that were supposed to drop during yeah. the Super Bowl. What happened? Were they all there? I looked at the list again earlier know, this week, sure. and I didn't. I don't. I don't recall seeing. Guardians a lot of that. was
2: there, and the Guardians, Fast X was there. Guardians
0: was pretty underwhelming,
2: and so was the Indiana Jones.
0: Also pretty underwhelming, but I think for different reasons. Yeah, I think uh, Disney's I holding that, that one close. That.
1: What's that? I'm nervous about Indiana Jones. I'm nervous. So um this well, is gonna, this is gonna sound weird and I'll say it, but I'll say it. I'm okay with it sounding weird. I think part of the reason that the sequel trilogy for Star Wars and even Crystal Skull yeah. kind of give you a weird feeling is I'm used to watching my Indiana Jones movies with a bit of a like a, a glaze from like eighties cinema. It's almost like the, the digital footage is too yeah. clear. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, right. And it, yeah, it yeah. Looked, it's a different experience now. And we're taking yeah. old properties, putting them in this, and it's, it doesn't feel feel the same. And I feel like everything that they did in all the Indiana Jones movies, like it it happened. They wanted to have a, a thuggy uh, village. They Big built time. Yeah, village, yeah. Right. So those effects never age. Right. If you watch one of my all time favorite movies is The Thirteenth Warrior with the, Antonio Banderas.
0: Mm. I was just thinking about that movie the other day.
1: It is brilliant. And they went to like Iceland to film it. Yeah. And so all of those scenery shots and all of the the village they built, that'll never look old because it existed. True. Right? Like if you look at Corn of the Barbarian, all that stuff never ages because it looks real because it is real. Yeah. If you watch Hollow Man, you're like, ooh, this... This is rough. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's hard to go back and watch early. I don't want to say early because Hollow Man wasn't that, uh, no. you know, wasn't that leading edge on, in terms of CGI, but right. Or maybe it was at the time. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. But so speaking of George Miller, I remember the weekend that age of Ultron came out Yep, and Fury Road came out. They both came out the same weekend. And so I took um, kids to go see, no, I went with some buddies to go see Mad Max because I love those movies. Um, and it was incredible. You guys saw it. It was like, you're like, this This is all. They did it. They just drove cars in the desert. And then the next, yeah. the next day, I took my kids to go see Avengers Ultron. And I was like, oh, it looks like a movie, uh, like, a, like a cut scene from a video game. Yeah. Like there you, you don't feel the weight that was once there. And so that's when I watched the Indiana Jones trailer. That's what I'm seeing. And it's like, oh, there's there's a lack of, it's like the Uncanny Valley happening a little bit, and it's going to accept it.
0: Well, I don't mean to, like, I don't want to change subjects, but you want to talk about Uncanny Valley and video game cutscene. Has anybody seen the new Avatar in 3D? I
1: definitely have.
0: <laughs> I have as well, and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that I was five minutes into the movie before I realized this is not an ad for a video game. Yeah. That's how, like, whoa, like, it was so like I'm glad that the 3D glasses are dark because that was hard like I'm not saying I didn't like it I actually did I quite like I actually thought it, it story wise was okay yeah visually it 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 looked it was stunning it was it's the blockbuster it was meant to be but yeah
1: wow like it's a so 3 hour
0: you, video game cutscene
1: have you read um Robert Rodriguez book on filmmaking i have not no oh so it's brilliant it's a uh... There's, it's all about, I think it's called, It's what was it called? The turtle, the guitar case, and the bus. Those are the three things he had when he made El Mariachi. Oh,
2: He's right. He's like, I looked around the
1: room. I said, what do I have? I got a guitar case. I got a turtle, pet turtle, and I got a school bus I can use. I'll yeah. make a movie about those things. I'll make a um, movie. But so he said, you can trick the audience into thinking your movie is more vulgar than it is. So he says, if you put, oh, put okay, yeah. nudity, violence, and swearing in the first 10 minutes of the movie, yep. people will think that the entire movie is vulgar and kids will want to go yep. see it. And he says, but you don't, but it's actually in like 10 minutes. So it, it doesn't get you the, the, the bit, like the X rating or whatever it is. You can kind of get with the PG 13 or the, 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 light R. If you you can it. have
0: one F bomb. Right. Before it becomes an R.
1: Right. So he says, but you can trick the audience. to put it all at the front. Yeah. And so if you want, when I watch the new, new avatar in the first 10 minutes, all this 3d stuff is coming at you and then it slows down. Big
0: sign. Yeah. 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 And, then,
1: and then it slows down. With the rest. Of the, so I was like, Oh, so they wanted to pop real fast.
0: Yep. And, and then did. they did.
1: And they did. So, I so like, did. Yeah. So when I came home, I was like, the 3D was incredible. And then I was like, for the first 10 minutes. And
0: did then it you, was. Do you, I mean, so I've, I'm, uh, man, when 3D movies became, became the thing, what, back in 2006, 7, 8, nine, I guess? I yeah. said Avatar was the gold standard of 3D movies up to as late as 2014, by the way. I stood by that. And I, once again, Avatar, the way of water has now, has now superseded that it is now the gold standard of 3d movies.
1: The, I, I agree with you with one exception. Do you do the,
0: the flip test a lot when you're watching these things?
1: So I, I do, I do, I do
0: lots, test. tons, like throughout the whole movie, I'm doing the, is it flat here? Is it not? So there was nothing flat in that movie.
1: My wife hates 3d movies. Hates them. With the yeah. Platform. So I take a second set of glasses. Okay. Pop out a second lens and then give her two right lenses. So she could pass oh. on and make it 2D.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. That's that's crazy.
1: Um, but I would say to you with the yeah. gold standard comment, yeah, with the exception of Carl Urban's dread. Oh, that sorry, movie, yes, yeah. That movie perfectly did 3D because it didn't nothing popped, it just looked deep
0: we've had this conversation before. I think we talked about it. Um, I think I commented we were... on it one time. I think so. Because the thing with, with dread was the way that they used 3d, they used it sparingly and they used it to, to, to sort of uh, amplify the, the, the drug effect whenever they, whenever they took the, and I can't yeah. remember what the drug was called, but whenever they, they used the inhaler, everything slowed down and the 3d got really, really deep as they were all like stoned out. Yeah. But the, that's how I feel 3d for me needs to occupy the same space that a film score does. It needs to be part of the storytelling and not just in your face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think, I think the first modern 3d movie that came back was remember that uh, my bloody Valentine. Yep. The remake. Yeah. I think the remake was the first time they're like, we're bringing 3d back.
0: You did you see, you saw that Andy? I believe so. I know I didn't. I, so admittedly, I am not the horror fan. <laughs> You're the horror guy. You have to take yeah. all those comments. <laughs> let's yeah. Check in with the uh, speaking of comments. Let's check in in the comments here for a second. We've got a friend of ours, Morgan Donaldson joining us uh, local guy here. Not too far away. Uh, canning the Snyderverse because it'll be too difficult for fans to see the characters beyond the original storyline and Snyderverse characters to reboot the DCU properly. You have to start at ground zero. Peacemaker wasn't really in the Snyderverse, despite the cameos at the end of season one.
2: Yep. I can buy that. Yeah. You never did get to see Cavill. Sure. 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 Just got their silhouettes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Retro tinker. I hadn't given much thought to the new flash movie, but the trailer made it look pretty decent. Sure does. Yeah. Gaz got some love for the 13th warrior as we all do. By the way, best way we, we talked about this in one of our star Wars reviews, the way that they used language in that movie, when they had Antonio Banderas character, studying them around the campfire. And, and they just start peppering in a single word of English and then two words. And then finally, by the end of it, he's, what a great way to convey that he's learning. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Hollywood take some notes.
1: Yeah. I I did a, I did a, a podcast with movies, films, and flicks. um, Yeah. 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 About, about that movie. And we were talking, it's like, we should start doing the movie or the, like the, the uh, podcast, like in, in French and then start peppering in English. Words here and there, and then by every five hour. minutes in, we're, we're speaking English, and they were like, Yeah. And it's like, Can you speak fluent French? I was like, No, no, can you? He goes, No, I can't either. So I, we, we couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> One more from the retro tanker. I don't see 3D movies anymore because my wife hates wearing 3D glasses over her regular glasses, and it's not worth bothering with context. That's so fair, too.
1: But do you remember like around 2012 when like the 3D really hit its stride? You couldn't yep. see a movie in two D. Everything was three D.
0: Everything was three D. It was like Kate and Leopold in three D. Like, <laughs> I stopped paying attention. I shouldn't say I stopped. I became less invested in three D movies um, when I realized that more movies. Because there was a while there when the it was the it, it was the in thing was to shoot in three D, right. and then suddenly overnight it was like no no nope, it's all post conversion now. No, yeah. nobody's really shooting in 3d anymore hmm. so and there is definitely a difference um yeah. and avatar kind of kind of you know exemplifies that one
2: well, what was that comment on the big bang theory oh 3d they must have real faith in it <laughs>
0: <laughs> slaughterhouse 3d tvs oh that didn't last long no i guess it really didn't yeah. uh it, and active 3d or passive 3d <laughs> <laughs> my glasses are so dang heavy because i gotta i got batteries in them
1: you yep. <laughs> i gotta plug them in turn them up well we're, we're living in this weird era too so i remember you know so tech, technology happens so fast that yeah like sales guys don't know anything about it so i remember buying my first flat screen tv in like 2005 plasma screen well i said do i go plasma or led yeah. and the sales guys like they haven't been around long enough to know which one lasts longer we don't know (laughs) we don't know just pick just guess i don't know like they're both flat i guess and i was like oh no no one really knows and so things are happening so fast that you're like is this technology gonna be around next week i don't know maybe
0: yeah 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 turns out led won that war red rays (laughs) yeah oh my gosh red rays oh so uh hd dvd yeah that's a good so i was that fool so this this you know what this boils down to? And I blame it on this. It was PlayStation versus Xbox. That is the only reason why. Yeah. I was a PlayStation guy right up to and including to the, the the very last, last,
1: last, last,
0: last days of the PlayStation 2, like we all were, the best selling video game console in history.
1: I still have it in my uh, on my TV right now, PS2. Nice.
0: When Microsoft and Xbox backed HD DVD and released, by the way. Uh, the ex- the release of the Xbox th- uh, 360 just killed the PlayStation 3 as far as I'm concerned. Xbox 360 really stole a lot of people. They made a peripheral for the uh, 360, the HD DVD player. I totally bought that thing, and I think HD DVDs may may have got 12 more months after I bought the thing, and it was it yeah. was dead in the water. Yeah.
1: Remember PS3. how tempting it was though when yeah. HD DVD was gone, like you knew it was over. Yeah, if you go to like giant tiger for two move, bucks for two bucks. You know, there like two oh, bucks. I don't like oof, Troy on HDVD for two dollars. I maybe I'll buy a HDV player.
0: <laughs> Good point here. Uh at one point it was cheaper to buy a PlayStation than it was to buy a Blu-ray player. Yeah, you know, that's legitimately how I convinced yeah. my uh my first wife. We were still on VHS at the time, and I'm like, hey, there's this thing coming out, it's the PlayStation 2. It's kind of like the PlayStation, but it'll play uh movie. Oh, sorry. The PlayStation three was would... yeah, Did the PS2? It Did The PS2. You play DVD. Blu-rays. Did it, it play Blu-rays? No, it played, oh, it played DVDs. DVDs. No, you, you are correct.
2: Yeah, you got the you are conversion kit.
0: That's how I, that's how I convinced my wife to uh, let's, let's swap formats and go to this DVD thing, whatever that's going to be.
1: I remember like the internal struggle of switching to DVD. Cause like it's, Everybody now is a movie guy, right? You talk to anybody, they're like, oh, I yeah. love the movies. They strip yeah. all the time. I had, a, like, in high school, a crazy VHS collection, like 500 VHS tapes in my bedroom. Just like, <laughs> I would just buy tapes all the time. All my my went buying VHS tapes. I just, I wanted to see every movie all the time. Like, I just, that, that's, that's the life I wanted to live. And so then I remember moving into my first apartment when I first got married and having just this wall of VHS. And looking at it and being like, I think I need to go DVD. Like, I think DVD. <laughs>
0: Storage <save>. alone.
1: <laughs> Look at how well, much space like, I'm going to save. And then um, what happened was I was working at actually an oil change place. I was managing an oil change place. And the uh, the owner said, like, if I could do a certain number, a certain right. sales number, that's an yeah. incentive. And so he showed up at my house with a PS2 and the largest tube screen TV I've ever seen. Nice. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was 48 inches of tube. So I was. So there?
0: what? It needed like six people to carry it, right?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and then so I was like, and he had bought me a couple of DVDs with it, and I was like, oh, I guess we're DVD people now. I guess this is sure, where, sure. Where we're all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Retro tinker. Yep, my first Blu-ray player was a PS3 because it was half the price of a Blu-ray player, and the PS3 was a pretty decent Blu-ray machine. Like, yeah, it yeah, really it was. was. Uh, I think I still, I think I still have one out
2: there. And I still have. I still play mine
1: man do you I guys know. do you guys remember the first dvd you bought because when they were coming out they were, they were few and far between i right? do yes i do i do okay. my, oh sorry no i don't
0: i can remember my first blu-ray i cannot remember my first dvd
2: i can remember my first cd too
0: i definitely don't remember that
2: alice cooper's greatest hits
1: my first <laughs> nice. my first cd was, was green day insomniac nice oh not not Dokey the follow-up but um so we got, we got the, the DVD player and I yeah. ran out and said, I want to get DVDs now, but it was, they were, they weren't everywhere. It was like select movies were on DVD. It was not, so yeah. I bought the Christopher Reeves Superman movie. Yep. And dude, where's my car? Those are the ones I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: First, uh, first Blu-ray for me. Cause that's the only one I can remember. Believe it or not. Was uh, just a crappy old uh, first release of Top Gun. Hmm.
1: Yep. There is no crappy version of Top Gun. <laughs> I, it was it
0: was a plain Jane. It was as plain Jane Blu-ray as you could get. No special features. No special packaging. No remastering. Yep. That just here's the here's the VHS transfer. Uh, you know, maybe they cleaned the negative and, and reprinted it, but it was those, there was nothing to write those home about.
1: Warner Brothers DVDs in the cardboard case. Yeah, those were a lot of just like straight VHS transfers. Like it wasn't yep. a whole lot better to get that DVD. Yeah, I'll tell
0: you though. Now that we're talking about that, uh, talk about cheap, cheap Blu-rays. Uh, the the first release Blu-ray release of of um, Die Hard might be one of the best audio and video transfers of all time. Yeah. It was so. It was the best eight dollar Blu-ray I ever bought.
1: Uh, Zazel just said in the, the chat, remember DVD Easter eggs? He misses yes. those days. Oh, my
0: gosh. Uh, hold so on. Where is so it? Here we go. DVD Easter them. eggs. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Remember that there was a National Treasure DVD that came out, and there was so many puzzles you had to figure out. You could unlock different things. It was, It was. I, I played it for like an hour, like trying to find all the different puzzles for National Treasure.
0: Zazel says Castaway was my first uh, DVD, I think. Good film.
2: National Board or uh Natural Born uh, Killers was mine. Life Force
0: first DVD, Life Force. That's, that's a, a deep old cut. first
1: DVD choice. That there is again.
0: a deep cut. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. Uh, so what was the first Okay, here's 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 a question for you. We're going just we're talking about old mediums now. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. Uh, why not? We can talk what, about whatever we want. It's our what show. Was the first DVD feature or advantage that blew your mind going from VHS to DVD.
0: Uh I don't have to rewind it.
1: Okay. It was the same, it was the same
0: reason why, like for me, it was the, it was the logical thing to do. I hated, you know, how many cassette tapes I wore out trying to get to the song I wanted to listen to. Yeah. Same thing with, with VHS. I don't want to rewind the darn thing. It's just, yeah, call me lazy, but like if I want And now considering what I do, you know, uh, hobby wise, instantly being able to access a particular scene
2: in a film that's worth its weight in gold to me Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think mine was uh the inclusion of all the extra features like sometimes you get a documentary or you'd get a bunch of trailers and i remember you'd put it in and be like okay we're not done yet we got to go through all the extras
0: yeah 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 yeah. i i'm that type. when i was still buying physical media i typically would go for the extra special director's cut or stuff that had like cool packaging. Like I, I regret not getting the Nakatomi tower edition of, of Die Hard to get the, the, the actual building replica. Uh, but you yeah. know, like I bought uh, for man of steel, I bought the, I bought the steel book version because it came with the, uh, the Superman, uh, the shield uh, uh, can box, which I
2: quite yeah. liked. I still remember going into music world when they were like still new music and, world. Yeah. There was a copy Oof. of the rock. Yeah. With Nick cage. Yeah and Sean Connery, and it was going for $85. Oh, wow. Like, that's my, that's really? my favorite
1: James Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a whole fan theory on why it is a James Bond movie, and it's quite
1: yeah. interesting. So my what blew my mind on DVD was, so growing up, I loved Mad Max, and it was always on TBS. So yeah. out, I, had, I had like a TBS recorded version of it. I'd watch it, watch it, watch it. With In commercials. High school, with commercials. I can like, distinctly remember like 1993 Popeye's chicken commercials because i watching Mad Max over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I bought a VHS copy of it in high school, and I was like, this is it. And then when the DVD came out, it was one of the first DVDs I got. But you would put it in, and it would play the overdubbed American accents that we're used to. But if you flipped oh, it over, wow. it would play the Australian original accent. Oh, really? Yeah, because they overdubbed it for North America. And then I was like, Funny, this I is don't like even whole, know if I knew that. Yeah. It's like a whole new movie. I'm like, listen, listen to these guys talking with their Aussie accents.
0: Cause yeah. you, you, like, knew, did they, did they actually dub like actual, like, like we're going to VO the thing with different actors. I think
1: some were different actors. I know Mel Gibson did his without the accent.
0: You did. Eh? Okay. Yeah.
1: But, but yeah, if you watch it on the original North American release, it just sounds like an American film. That's And crazy. then so, but it, it was, it was then. That I was like, oh, all of a sudden the steering wheel's on the wrong side makes
0: sense. (laughs) And why is it that Europeans can do North Americans, but North Americans cannot do Europeans?
1: I don't know. (laughs) know. It's awful.
0: So awful. Uh, There's a lot of uh, we got a lot of uh, retro tinker directors commentary. That's actually coming up quite a bit. Um, Zazel also says uh, directors commentary. Uh, Yeah, I mean. Do you guys have a favorite director's commentary? Is there is there a film that stands out for you? Best director's commentary? Yeah, 100 percent Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you wanna go first, Adam? The Roadhouse director's commentary. Roadhouse. Is amazing. Yeah. Because nobody from the movie was willing to do it. <laughs> so for wait, me,
0: who, who did they get?
1: Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh no, I gotta go and find that. Now. So <laughs> I gotta find that. Kevin Smith made a joke about Roadhouse. And he's like, Yeah, sure, sure. So then they just call him, like, Hey, you're a fan of Roadhouse. Do you want to come do the commentary? Roadhouse. So then, I can't help it. I have to. So then it's just Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier for two hours. Sure. Making Chuck Norris jokes about Dalton. Oh. <laughs> and any, oh, time, have any to time, a weird joke, they say, Mullet. And it's like, What's underneath Dalton's Mullet? Another fist. Like Another like, fist. It's just two hours of that. <laughs> <It's> fantastic.
0: Nice. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh. and I I'm a huge roadhouse fan. I mean oh, I, yeah. there's nothing about that movie that I don't like. i I love the overacting, I love how Cornball I love everything about that movie. Wait, that the in. sex
1: scene she yeah. seems really yeah. uncomfortable. Well, yeah, it was it was a rock wall that they were leaning up true to- Oh, Oh,
0: here's a good one. Um, Andy, we're going to get to you here in a second. Zazel says, Sean Austin leaves partway through the Goonies commentary because he got the call for Lord of the
1: Rings. Could be true. (laughs) There's also, if you listen to the the commentary on Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, uh, the uh, Sam Jackson movie. So Sam Jackson is doing the commentary until he dies in the film. He's like, okay, and then he leaves. I'm out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) He's got nothing going on. I
0: was not on the call sheet after that. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Let LL Cool J take over.
0: Andy, you got one? What's the best director's commentary for you? What do you think?
2: I actually don't have a best one. I very rarely go into them.
0: Do you? Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched one, but uh, man, uh, the earliest when they were still, you've all seen Highlander. Yes. When Highlander w- got got its first DVD release and they were calling it uh, the European cut. Yeah. So the director's commentary by Russell Mulcahy on that DVD might just be the best, 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 best commentary I'd ever seen. Like he's not, it's just Russell Mulcahy, like watching the movie by himself and just like reminiscing about making the movie and just how good talking about all those crazy transitions that we saw in the movie from the past to the future, how they did that is fantastic.
1: So when, when I met my wife, when we were in college, I had come off dating a couple crazy people. And so I was tired of dating crazy people. So my friend Ooh, said, hey, there was like, there's this girl you should meet. And so I gave her Army of Darkness and The Highlander. Oh, nice. Said, Watch these. Yeah. If you, if you get it, you'll chat. <laughs> <laughs> and so then those, those are our most romantic movies. <laughs> That's those
2: two. so awesome. Yeah. Oddly but, enough, Highlander was my second DVD.
0: Is that right?
2: Yep. So good. Oh, oh, four boy record.
0: Greetings from Scuba Pete. Hello, sir. Nice of you to join along.
1: Um, the another, it's not good, but it's a little awkward. Director's commentary sure is, is the Buddy Holly story. Oh, so really? It was, it was recorded like in when Gary Busey was kind of like not at his prime. Yeah, but you can tell he just is reminiscent about the movie. Yeah, and whenever there's a musical number, he sings along, really? And the director's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. and he's like, Hey, he's like, he's just like full out singing. For the commentary, and just he's invested, yeah. He's yeah. invested, he, just keep, he, go, he flashes back, and yeah. uh, yeah, he just uh, he keeps he keeps just uh, singing along. Scoop a Pete, what a beaut!
0: Um, you know, I, I i took some time earlier this week, I just want to pause the, the conversation here for a second, we'll get right back to it. Uh, guys, we're on WhatsApp, so if you're watching right now on YouTube or you're watching over on the Fandom uh, Power Facebook page, the WhatsApp button is embedded uh, right there for you on desktop. If you want to give us a call. And actually talk about uh, some of the entertainment stuff that's got you going lately. Feel free to hit that button and uh, call us up.
1: Like a call-in show. Like an actual yeah. call.
0: Yeah. We can take calls. We have the technology.
1: So I'm, I'm going to say something. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, pop culture, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, but someone sent me a link. Um, I guess Rosie O'Donnell was just on the Howard Stern show. Okay. And someone sent me the link. I don't know why they thought I would want to watch that interview. Um, but when i saw the image i thought it was howard stern talking to louis anderson
0: <laughs> i'm
1: sorry yeah no so if, 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 you, if you if you google rosie o'donnell howard stern that's all you'll see now in that image
0: <laughs> i'm not sure why it's funny maybe because isn't isn't louis gone now
1: uh i
0: believe i think is. we lost louis a I couple a year so. ago a couple
1: of years ago maybe yeah, I, I'm not just, that's just what i saw and i was like louis anderson or my i am like, oh, like
0: Rosie O'Donnell. am i having a mandela moment
1: here i don't yeah. know I don't it don't could know. be it could be i don't know there was like two years where we kind of lost time
0: yeah well i still feel like i'm i'm still on in some ways coming out of that
2: yeah we did yep. lose him
0: we did lose louis
2: january 21st 2022
0: oh. okay so it was last year okay yeah.
2: Yeah, so it was fairly recent a
0: little over yeah just over uh, 12 months ago
2: yeah all right.
0: Uh where do you want to go next guys? I got a few I got a few notes I made uh just things that stood out for me this week. Hit me, hit me with it. Um you guys fan- did you guys watch uh the the stars uh, cable series
1: Spartacus? I did not. I did, I did watch not. Spartacus and it was so sad So, I, yeah.
0: What really shocked me was uh Stars just ordered a revival uh and Stephen DeKnight is coming back to run it. Nice.
1: What wow i thought they so they they milked that yeah yeah they did did it well like it was good it was it was essentially 300 beats gladiator big time that's what it was big time yeah um but it was good but they really milked it because they did season one and then unfortunately we We lost lost an actor yeah and that was that was heartbreaking because he was really good andy whitfield andy whitfield so then they made a prequel for season two because they're like uh um uh
0: Sands of Sands of Something. Was it Blood
1: Blood and Sand? Blood
0: Blood and Sand, where we introduced uh Gannicus.
1: Danicus, right? Yeah, Ganicus. So they, they pivoted, they're like, we can't tell the Spartacus story anymore, so we're gonna go pre-Spartacus. Right, right, right. And then they went back to the Spartacus with a new actor who did a who did a great job. Liam McIntyre. Liam McIntyre. Who I think uh the the
0: few things I've seen him in after Spartacus, I mean, there's a guy that could have been, could have been if he just had the right.
1: Yeah, the right vehicle
0: and the right push yeah yeah good actor i, I well, mean hats off to him for picking up for picking up the spartacus role and carrying that torch to the end and doing it well but i think
1: that's that like lasted at least one season more than it should have like they, they really milked that story and right like, to the good, end but they kept L- the, the literal going. end <laughs> yeah the literal literal end so you're like where do they go from there
0: so there's there's no details on the revival yet, except to say that it's going to explore the lives of some of the characters from the original show. And I asked the question who's left? <laughs> <laughs> who's left? To, to, like, who are you gonna follow?
2: Okay. Oh, okay, Lorian's any indication. There's always more people to follow.
1: Here's who That's you follow. Who's who you true. follow? Remember season one, the blonde yep. guy? Uh yep. And he yep. was there so he could pay for his, he get sent money to his wife and kid. So that's
0: that's is that not the character that uh, Jai Courtney played?
1: Right. Yep. His son. Oh,
0: that's, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting idea.
1: Right, because he he hates the gladiators because of what they did to his dad or some some. Yeah, nonsense. yeah, yeah. But that that would be yeah yeah because Jai
0: Courtney wasn't uh, he wasn't a slave he he had volunteered to uh, to do right? it yeah yeah yeah
1: interesting. So, no, but you know it's it's the kind of thing if 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 anybody can do it, the Knight can do it he can he can milk some more story out of there.
0: Listen, I was a huge fan during the the run of Spartacus he was actually one of the few uh celebrities like that managed his own social media at the time and so like I remember commenting on the 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 Spartacus uh, Facebook about how fantastic the writing was and he personally, had responded to me uh, at one time, which was enough for me as a fan oh, to go,
2: Holy right. crap.
1: Right.
0: But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So I was super excited when they gave him the keys to uh, Pacific rim. So are we,
1: are we all Pacific rim fans here? I am. I dug it. I am. Yeah. Cause that movie was just big robots punching stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we need. I, 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 I was amazed that it didn't do better.
0: If that's the closest thing to a live-action Robotech movie that we ever get, I'll have to live with it.
2: Did you see the video out of Japan, what they actually built?
0: Uh, for the movie?
2: No, for oh, over the,
0: there. The, the Gundam? Yeah. I, I've seen that. Yeah,
1: well, I have seen that, yeah. The moment in Pacific Rim where you realize he's got a sword? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, "This is a bit Power rangery, but I want it so bad." <laughs> when
0: when they're dragging uh, the container or the uh, the tanker ship through the streets and using it like a baseball bat, like,
1: "No, just give me yeah. more of this." There I was a couple that. of good robot movies that year because that was the same year that Real Steel came out.
0: Real Steel that was a total sleeper for me that I did not expect to deliver in the way that it did. And yes. uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, got him away from that Wolverine role a little bit
0: uh yeah. well ultimately not really because guess what yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know <laughs> he took a turn away from it so. no. well here's uh, i like this comment here uh pacific rim heck yeah super giant robots grandizer go <laughs> right uh, yeah totally
1: right.
0: Let's do it, totally uh the, the sequel the the one that steven tonight did i don't know what happened
2: what uprising
0: yeah the robots got just a little too fluid for me no. They didn't move like robots. They moved more like mocap people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not that it was bad. It just was. Hmm. So my my son actually prefers it to the first one. Really? Yeah. Uprising. Where do you
0: where do you sit on that?
1: So I like the first one better because I Me too. like most most first movies. It built the world. Yeah, and it, it was very much like rooted. Like he'd be like fifty diesel ton engine. Like it, there, there was a. a a reality to what was going on there. Yep. Yep. Where in the second one was just like, here's robots doing punchy things. But if you love robots doing punchy things, that second movie is a fun movie. It is fun. It's, it's totally fun. And I, and I'm good with the, I'm good
0: with how they, how they grew the world and how the characters related back to the original characters. Totally fine with that. Yep. In fact, I think, I think the animated series over at Netflix may have actually done more for it than the film did to be honest yeah Um, Yeah. that's actually worthwhile if you haven't checked that out go go and check that out the uh civic rim oh my gosh i can't think of the name of it i can't help you it works in the same way that the tron animated series worked for tron by the way tron is back on tron 3 back on at disney not a lot of you remember
1: the spin master tron toys that came out for tron legacy
0: i do they might have been some of the best action figures that spin master ever made
1: they were fantastic with I, the uh the the hollow uh the the, the, basically things.
0: the little screens in them yeah a little light up on the back uh, i quite like that
1: yeah no, very we very much my, that. my son had a, a tron christmas one year and it was all tron we got them all it was incredible
0: I am unabashedly probably the biggest Tron legacy fan I know. And I know people who absolutely can't stand it. And I'm thinking it was, it was probably one of the best sci-fi films that I'd seen that
1: year uh, and, in several years. And maybe like the best, maybe not the, it's it's one of the top five sequel improvements. Yeah. Yeah. Overshadow right? yeah, yeah. Overshadows the first one.
0: Uh, you couldn't have picked a better, uh, you know, you couldn't have got to better people to do your soundtrack for you. Mm. <laughs> it's actually, and I'm not a, I'm not a big electronica fan, but like that soundtrack, even the remixed soundtrack, it's in my, uh, I mean, it's, it's in my Spotify.
1: I, I listen if to you it. You go back and check our top 10 list. It's, well, on it's
0: definitely, <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> but, but Sometimes a movie will surpass a genre of film, like of music for you. So like, I'm not, a, I'm not a rap fan. But yeah. like the, the Eight Mile soundtrack reminds you of that movie, and you're like, "That's a powerful soundtrack. It's fantastic." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Soundtrack for me is at least fifty percent of the film, mm-hmm. if not more, depending on what uh, what we're watching. So, yeah, quite happy. Do to, you remember
1: uh, um, Cole? Yes, the Cole, Cole
0: the Conqueror. The Conqueror. So the uh, I'm Conan's father, but I'm not. The right. Kevin Sorbo film.
1: Yeah, and so that movie came out. So growing up. Conan, Beastmaster, Red Sonia—I loved them so much. Yeah, watch them on repeat. Just those. Yep. And so when Call the Conqueror came out, I was like, "I get another one. We're adding to the canon. It's going to be fantastic." Um, Are we though? And then it was like, it was like generic metal was the soundtrack. It wasn't a score. Yeah. And I was like, that ruined it for me. Just ruined it.
0: I you know. I think of Call the Conqueror and the relationship to Conan, those two characters, and I go. What happened? Yeah. This isn't. Oh, Scuba Pete! Interesting. Crawl.
1: Oh, crawl. One.
0: Crawl and the glaive, the, the so, crazy dagger throwing yeah. thingy. I
1: I think that crawl. We we remember it fondly because it's from our childhood. Yeah. But if you watch it now, that movie doesn't no. know what it's doing.
0: No, it's awful.
1: It it's like is this <laughs> is this awful. is this Robin Hood a little bit? Uh, yeah. is it star wars kinda
0: okay if you want let's go back to the sword and sandal thing here for a second because
1: i, yeah. I am i'm a huge fan
0: of of the sword and sandal genre of the fantasy tropes um long before lord of the rings troy no 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 long before conan well maybe not long before conan in and around that same time it's it definitely falls into b movie territory um um hawk the slayer
1: can't, so there was, <laughs> there was Hawk the Slayer and then the Slayer. Ator the Fighting Eagle. Okay. Have you seen Ator? I have not movie? seen that. No. I'm gonna spin you the plot here. Okay. And then tell me if you want. So it was one of those Italian Sword and Sandal movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it had know? a De Rentis on it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it had a De Laurentiis yeah. in the back there. Sure. And so uh, Baby was born with yeah. a, a mark as a child. Oh well, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has yeah. sounded familiar already. And so a uh, midwife took the baby away from the mother because the bad guys were coming to kill it because they wouldn't sure. want you to get it.
0: The prophecy and, to be fulfilled.
1: And so then the baby was given to family who just had a baby girl. Mm-hmm. So they would be ready to be hit twins. Flash okay. forward okay. 20 years. Yeah. Strapping young barbarian and his sister. And they're in love, but they can't tell anybody. And they can't do anything because they're brother and sister. And then their dad comes to them very excitingly and says, "You know what? You guys are actually not brothers and sister." And they're like, well, "Fantastic!" So then they get married, and and then she gets kidnapped, and he's got to go rescue her. So that's that's the plot of Ator, the Fighting Eagle.
0: It was great on the Willow, like the, like the like you're leading it. I'm like, "Oh, it's Willow!" And then, no, it's really
1: not. You no, know, those places where you're like this isn't. This isn't. More like Snow White kissed
2: his
0: sister. Oh boy yeah wow <laughs> um hawk the slayer has probably one of the most over the top villains uh, you've ever seen in the form of jack balance
2: nice yeah
0: he is so like and i don't buy for a second that those two characters that hawk and uh, and i can't even think of his the villain's name that they're brothers but they're supposed to be brothers but he is like he's man the last thing jack balance i think of is, is like uh curly in
1: um oh City's my in city slickers
0: but man he is he's Curly times a million yeah uh, in hawk the slayer so like over the top it is like it, it oozes i don't even know what the word is it's does it it falls into so bad it's good almost yeah so Curly yeah, yeah.
2: mixed with uh his role from the 89 batman kind of kind of
0: but but you know what to me Hawk the Slayer fills an interesting an interesting space because as a as a Dungeons and Dragons fan and that kind, it was it was a Dungeons and Dragons movie before there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie remember Dragon Slayer one of my all-time all-time favorite fantasy films even with uh, Peter McNichol there was also
1: (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it was called there was a, a fantasy sword and sandal movie, and I just remember the the main guy had a sword that had three parallel blades on it,
0: and oh, then yeah. the
1: blades like shot off the sword.
0: That's right. Um, my gosh, what the heck! I know the one you're talking about. I don't. It oh.
1: It had a real like weird wizard guy. It was the villain. I'm almost
0: tempted. I'm tempted to look that up.
1: Yeah, it we was, got time. It was We've great. <laughs>
2: Three three Four,
0: Sword
1: and the Sorcerer? Sword and the Sorcerer, that's what it was. Sorry
0: and the Sorcerer, that is yeah. it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, it's right right up there with the backshe films. she did a bunch of stuff. Fire and Ice came out around this. Well that was yeah, early. Fire and well. Ice is a Fire and ice. movie. Yeah, it's it's wonderful.
1: I just mentioned to my buddy, who was the same age as us. Um that, Ken,
0: uh, Ken is threatening to call the show. I think we should call his bluff. That,
1: that's not threat. Do it. Do
2: it. Do it.
0: Find out if the WhatsApp, work, uh, the WhatsApp works. We did test this ahead of time, I must say. Um, we tested it uh, the other day, and I did learn that I cannot use WhatsApp from desktop. I must answer with my phone. So that being said, if you are going to call in with the WhatsApp button, folks do understand that it is uh, VoIP. So there will be a slight delay, but we're happy to take your calls. If you want to give us a call, Hit the embedded WhatsApp button over on the uh, banner on our YouTube channel or uh, on our Facebook page. We're here on WhatsApp talking about Sword and Sandal movies.
1: Right? So good. Um, I was was saying that Sword and Sandal movies were awesome because when you watched a knight movie like Excalibur, the fighting was so clunky because of those suits of armor.
2: Mm, I
1: did love Excalibur, though. Excalibur was great unless the knights were fighting each other because it was like clunk clunk and they're like stumbling around it was I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna take this call right now it looks like we got a call coming in says, All the way for being DC. called
1: in 321
0: hello you're live with Vanden power who are we talking to <laughs> you want to bet that my phone's not connected i got the right button up i don't hello? know
1: i'm so excited right now hello <laughs>
0: Hang on a second here. I'm going to try and let me, let me see if I can do this right. Oh my gosh. We might've had a complete failure of the technology.
2: <laughs> Called our bluff and we lost. I,
0: I blame Ken. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. I, I think I know what happened. I don't. I think it's the communication uh, protocol between the phone and my mixer. Uh, that one got turned off and not the other. So they are not communicating at the moment. Boo! That's awful. Well, I apologize for that blunder.
1: That's all right. Now, while you're doing that, I will segue from Excalibur was great, but the best movie about a knight, yeah, There's a little film called Lady Hawk.
0: Oh, Lady Hawk, so good! If I hold the phone up to the microphone, you might be able. Let's see, who who are we talking to? Hi,
1: hi. Is this Domino's Pizza?
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it sure the pizza? is. The hell it is, and we don't deliver to your part of the country.
2: <laughs> awesome. Um, so I need a large uh, pizza with anchovies and and, and pepperoni. And there's a really ha- handsome delivery guy on staff named Adam. <laughs> I-, I need him to be the one to deliver it to my door, and there'll be like a forty-five percent tip. Forty-five you know? percent
0: tip. At the door for me. Oh, That's if it. if he does a tap dance at the door.
1: So if if the pizzas if okay, the pizzas eighteen dollars. Regulations and everything. All right then. You can
2: leave the name under uh, Ralph. Ralph the Muppet. <laughs> spelled just like the Muppet. Yeah. Uh, Rolf. Yeah. Ignore the name on the actual credit card when 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 the person pays. The person who answers the door will be in a will be in a stormtrooper mask. Sure, That's just just right.
1: give us your so credit card number. will sound exactly like me, but he might not be.
0: Ken, I want you to hang. I want you to hang fire for just just a couple seconds here. I'm gonna try something very risky, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard restart on the mixer to see if we can get you connected properly here. Just hold on for a few seconds. Here we go. If if we if it falls apart, we will come back. I promise. Hang on. Here we go. Adam, can you hear us now? I can hear you now. Ah, are we back? There we go. We're back. Now, let's just go. if uh, Ken, are you there? No, Ken. Oh, it did not work. Okay, so that is uh, something we're gonna have to work on for the next one.
1: There you go. Um, so uh, we got Payne's toy sample is confirming that Lady Hawk is fantastic.
0: All right, so let's let's just put that aside for now. Let's get back to that. Okay, so uh, where are we at here? Uh, Oh wait, I like this one. I'm blaming Ken for stuff today too. Okay, that is fair. Yeah. Uh, Lady Hawk is fantastic. Okay, so um, mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick, before he killed the person, I guess?
1: Right.
0: Um, No, and- great show. Rutger Hauer. Uh, yeah. um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I love that movie. Love that movie. Have you seen it, Andy? I don't believe so. Mm, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a star-crossed lover kind of thing.
2: And
1: it's the very soundtrack cool. is... On point,
2: yeah.
0: Because isn't that like um, wasn't it wasn't um, it like a real band?
1: Yeah, like Tangerine Dream.
0: Tangerine Dream, yeah, that's right. Wow, yeah. that's a blast from the past.
1: So I I watched that movie having no idea what it was. So back back in the eighties,
0: yeah, um,
1: not everybody. Well, my my cousins lived down the road, and they'd rent a movie on Friday night, and if it was good, they'd bring it up for us to watch on Saturday. Right. So they would just say, "Here, this is good. Watch it." And so we're like, okay, so we put it on, and I had no idea what, what Lady Hawk was. Yeah, yeah. And that first time that the moon set, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's
0: incredible. Uh, I I admit, I I love that film. And there was a period of, of time where, like, if you had done, like, every fantasy casting that we'd ever done, I had a spot for Rutger Hauer in everything. I just, I liked him so much. I'm a
1: continuous... I'm a continuous guest on movies, films, and flicks. Yep, and one of my recurring gimmicks is I always pick Rucker Howard movies. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah, we just did Blind Fury.
0: I, you know, I, I think I've watched it in the last—I wouldn't say twelve months. Maybe in the last uh, two years,
1: I think I've seen it. Andy, are you familiar with Blind Fury? Uh, I do not believe I've seen that one. Okay,
0: it's interesting. It's it's kind of cool.
1: So here's here's my theory. Yep. Very easily, with just a name change, yep. that could be the daredevil in the Dolph Lundgren Punisher universe.
2: Mm.
0: I would buy that. Right? I would totally buy that. Yep. Yep.
1: Just let that let that sink in for is that going to be perfect? Well, I have seen that one.
0: The 80s was a great time for the fantasy genre.
1: It really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, are we Beastmaster fans in this room?
0: I, I'm a Beastmaster fan. I'm going to just stick with the Rutger Hauer thing just for one second because. Fantasy cast. It's... Uh, Rutger Hauer is my, is my fantasy cast for Magneto in an X-Men film. Hmm. It's Rutger Hauer at his, you know, at his prime, of course. Yep. Um, but yeah, my fantasy cast for, for him. Yes. Beastmaster. Uh, one, two, or three. Okay, so... Because
1: <laughs> nothing exists after one. No. So here's <laughs> the thing. Here's where Beastmaster goes off. It, it's, it's, it's a multiverse because... In the first movie, which is perfect, Yep. Perfect movie, Rue is a panther.
0: In the yes. second
1: movie, he's a tiger. Yeah. And in the third movie, he's a lion. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's all they and can get even, at the time. Even the, the hand mark is different in part three. And like, could you not just watch the first two movies and just get the hand mark right?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaz has a good question. Blind Fury, was that Shokasugi in that as well? 100%. So, I mean, that—that that is every 80s ninja movie uh, ever made. Uh, Shokasugi was in all of the best of them.
1: And there's that great line where the villain is like, give me Bruce Lee! And they're like, Bruce Lee's dead, sir. And said, like, well, give me his brother! <laughs> and that's when Shokasugi comes in.
0: I really loved uh, Beastmaster for the supporting cast. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Carrie. Can't think of her name. Played um, Donna's mother on uh, that 70s show. Yeah. Um, um, but more so, um, uh, oh Rip my horn. gosh. Rip Torn with his crazy prosthetic nose, um, who obviously went on to play, uh, uh the, the head of the men in black. Yeah, um, oh my god, JJ's dad.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the dad's in good, such time.
0: a fantastic, he's
1: so good in that movie. Like, everybody, he even, didn't, even the kid, and usually kid actors in fantasy movies seem out of place. That kid was perfect. Yeah. No, he was good. I
0: don't know why he didn't get more like more roles like that, more action roles. I don't know if he didn't, if he just didn't.
1: James Avery was his
0: name. Yeah, uh, James Avery. No, isn't James Avery? uh, That's Uncle uh, Phil. Phil.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yes.
0: You know, when you think you're, you call yourselves fans of something, you don't even know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just know him as the guy from Beastmaster because he's fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mr. McDowell from uh, Coming to America.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, But there's um, something about the pacing of the Beastmaster where it's like, it's go, 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 go. There's no like long rest just like it's, it's yeah there really complete. isn't a
0: whole lot of uh, uh in in the D D terminology
1: there's no resting per se no you and know, it's, it's a it, it again there's the practical effects that don't don't age like the ring with the eye in it doesn't age
0: yeah no it's
1: good it's good it's right you good, wipe it to yeah. it, like it's it's real it's there
0: all right, I got another uh, I got another point I want to bring up. This one is a little more... Uh, yes, it's,
1: one. it's John Amos.
0: John Amos. That is right. Yes, thank you for that.
1: Yeah. There it is. So um, I used to, as a kid, sorry to cut you off, get right no, back. No, you go now, Go for it. I would take Skeletor's belt off of him yep. and put it on He-Man and take He-Man's armor off, and then that would be the Beastmaster. <laughs>
0: That totally makes sense. I, I totally buy that, too.
1: <laughs> Customizing in at an early
2: age.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are we all aware that uh, Amazon and Sony are working together on a Spider-Man Noir live-action television series?
2: I've heard oh. rumors.
0: please. So that came out, uh, that was announced sometime in the last week or so.
2: It's probably not going to be <laughs> Nick Cage, though, is it?
0: Again, uh, little details on this one. This one is being written uh, by uh, Oren Uriel, who worked on The Lost City with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, as well as the uh, 2021 Mortal Kombat movie. It's being produced by Lord and Miller, who are helping to develop it.
1: It's crazy that we live in a world where when we were kids, we're like, can you imagine if we had a Spider-Man movie? Like, just one. Where now we have, like, a movie that has three (sighs) Spider-Men in it, and we're going to get a live action, like, super deep cut Elseworlds character.
0: I watched all those, uh, again, going back to like Superstation TBS who showed all the weird stuff, all those, those made for TV Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of those, you know, and it was, it's crazy. Awesome. Watching this.
1: Yeah. And he just, (laughs) he's being pulled up by a crane. (laughs) It it was so there's another thing though. And my kids will never understand this we were just happy to watch a movie. It didn't matter if it was good or bad. It was just a movie because we don't have streaming renting it. Like if you rented a movie on a Friday night, you watched it good, better or different. Cause it was, it was yeah. your choice. Right. So if there's a movie on television, you're just like, I'm going to watch this cause it's a movie. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I'm just going to watch it. And you know, now we have someone who's, like to turn them. When you were a kid, you'd never turn a movie off halfway through. You just didn't. Uh,
0: nope. Nope. I'm going, I'm getting through it no matter
2: what. Yeah, there's only one that I couldn't get through. It was Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. Yeah,
1: Nacho. Normally,
2: I love Jack Black, but I just could not get couldn't through get movie. through
1: it. Eh? Interesting. That is the smartest dumb movie in the world to me. Nacho Libre is like gold standard for comedy. Nacho.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. No, my. I'd say in my household, that's the most quoted movie of all. <laughs>
0: I think as as uh, as fans become more uh, as film fans become more sophisticated if that's the right word or as we become more critical, uh, therein lies the issue is that we are we are maybe too critical of the entertainment we are watching and maybe lose lose sight of that this is entertainment. we want to be entertained. Do you not want to suspend your disbelief? Do you not want to be immersed in the, thing that you were consuming for sure it hurts to it hurts the property if you throw the if you continuously throw the the reality lens on top of it and try to to analyze it it's why we it's why we in a very self-deprecating way every time we we harp on something in any of the star wars stuff that we review i always i'm the first one to come back with Space wizards and laser swords, right? Like because
1: that's ultimately what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to be entertaining. Well, like professional wrestling exists because adults say, I want to be entertained. Yep. Yeah. Right. And again, you put that reality glasses on, you're like, oh, it's just it's just men and tight pretending to fight.
0: Scuba Pete's got a great uh, great comment here, and this brings back some nostalgia for me. Getting to rent a VHS. Now, not just renting the tape renting a VCR because you didn't own one yeah getting that pizza going home the excitement of like how do you hook this thing up right I mean that's back in the day where dad knew how to do everything and didn't need help with setting the clock on it
1: yep right and uh, yeah no I love that yeah I I remember that like scuba reading that 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 message from scuba Pete it was like we, I remember distinctly going to the Nipigon Cafe, ordering a pizza, yeah, and then renting Howard the Duck, and coming home <laughs> and watching Howard the Duck, and being like, "This is bananas!" But it's a movie. What a duck! I'm going to watch it. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, I had the uh,
0: I had a, a very uh, cool childhood in the sense that I grew up in a in a two two traffic light town that was fortunate enough to have a single screen movie theater. So that meant that every weekend. It didn't matter what it was. I was in the movie theater from about the age of ten, right up until maybe you know sixteen or seventeen. So I saw Howard the Duck in theaters, and at that time I didn't know anything about the character. I had no idea that it was a Marvel character, and I thought it was a pretty cool movie.
1: So you just described my childhood with the the, the, the one we had one stoplight in town, yeah, and the theater is called the Nipigon Plaza. Okay. And not only was it the theater, but the front was our movie rental place.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, so you yeah. Could,
1: you could go to a matinee on a Saturday, come out and rent a movie, and then go home.
0: The theater just down the road from us at one time, uh, the the Lindsay Century Theater used to be uh, at one time. Interestingly enough, they used to have they had bragging rights for a couple of reasons. One, it was the largest at one time. It was the largest single screen theater in Ontario, uh, and they had a they ran a video store, Century Video, out of the front. They also infamously were one of the last movie theaters to allow smoking in the theater the last seven rows. And I remember, uh, as a, and I am now a reform smoker. I haven't smoked in, oh my God, 12, 13. I haven't smoked since 2010. Wow. Um, but I can remember going there and, and looking around and I'm like, I feel like I'm some kind of dirty guy sitting in the back row of Marcus (laughs) truth, truth be told. I was, it was a, it was a horrible habit. I'm glad I I don't do it anymore, but yeah. Smoking in the theater.
1: (laughs) So you, you mentioned Ralph Bashki before.
0: Yeah. Bashki. Yeah. Uh,
1: Fantastic. But go back to the VHS rental place. It was almost like an archeological dig when you went there.
0: Hunting the Isles.
1: There was no internet to know what you were looking for. It nope. was like, you look at the front of the cover. And then right and up read up on the back. the back. And you, Yep. So I remember bringing home um, Wizards. Wizards. Rockwell. That's okay. It's... Wizards is okay. But not knowing what to expect. I was like, what is what this is movie? This? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So he, he had a style of his own, either love it or you don't.
0: But. Absolutely. I mean, Bakshi's movie, uh, Bakshi's Lord of the Rings, it's uh, you either love it or you hate it. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm in the love
1: I, category for that
0: one. I'm in the love category as well. And then you've got Rankin Bass's attempt at completing the trilogy, which,
1: eh. Yeah. Eh. It was a little bit too cartoon after, yeah. after the epic we got from Bashki. Right. Right.
2: Worst movie you've ever seen?
0: Worst film I've ever seen. Oh, man. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know.
1: I know I know what mine is. When I was engaged to my bride, we would pick on weekends, every other week to pick, what movie we went to saw. And so the weekend after we saw the first Spider-Man and the spectacle that that was back in the day.
0: The 2002.
1: We went and and saw a movie called Riding in Cars with Boys with Drew Barrymore. Oh, I... I remember that. It was so boring and just nonsense that the movie ended and the credits were going up and it was quiet in the theater. And I said out loud, what was that? <laughs> and then another guy was like, "I know, right?" And all these boyfriends started complaining about the movie we should have to sit through. With that movie, to me, like, oh, oh wow, was like, oh this is rough.
0: Okay, that that actually is jogging me now because now that I now that I put my brain to it, after hearing your experience, I had a similar experience uh, when I was still married to my first wife. You know, it, it was a give and take. If we were going to the movies, we would alternate. I would pick a movie, she would pick a movie, and when it was her turn to pick the movie we went to see the first bring it on
2: the cheerleader movie that one was super entertaining compared to mine it was awful oh well, I know it was awful worst, yeah. worst movie I've ever seen was open water open water
1: nothing I mean. happens in that movie
2: no my I, you wait so long for a shark and then at the end they just go under yeah and you're like wait, is
0: that the girl This the,
2: the surf the surf girl that Shallow is oh, okay, good.
0: okay okay shallow's is a good movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But, uh no open water. Um it, it two divers like- get left behind. Okay they basically float there for an hour and a half, right? Right. And, and you never see the like, shark. It's almost like Blair Witch,
1: right? It's like it's like all like found footage on <sighs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: and they're acting like, oh, it's it's knocking my feet, it's knocking my feet, and then at the end, whoop, they're underwater and they're and it's done. It's like
1: yeah, that makes cost two dollars to make. Oh
2: oh so speaking of the
0: uh the, the the lost footage or the found footage movies uh yeah. there i i heard something i read something there's another cloverfield in development somewhere hmm. i
2: still haven't seen the third one
0: oh, uh cloverfield so are paradox
1: movies connected like
0: they're supposed to be
1: they're it's, supposed it's, to be it's thin it's thin rigs
0: pain's toy samples all right adulting is calling have a good night all thank you so much for joining us. You're well, pains come back and see us next week when we do this again, when we uh, have our Tuesday night, random fandom where the topic is anything pop culture related. Um, This week, we're speaking with Adam from uh, go figure. You never know who it's going to be next week. It could be you. It could be you. It could be you. (laughs) You've been warned. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's oh, the retro, (laughs) the retro tinker. Worst movie I've seen. Triple X, the return of Xander cage. I didn't one of the him. only movies I've ever given up on.
2: Oh, I didn't mind that one. It was better than part two.
0: When your principal actor cannot save the franchise that they started.
1: <laughs> True. Remember when they were trying to make Vin Diesel a thing?
0: They're trying to make him a thing again.
1: I, I know, but like they threw pitch black at us and then they threw and Vin Diesel has this thing where he he's essentially a prop
0: in movies. He's one degree of Vin Diesel?
1: One degree of Vin Diesel. <laughs> but he acts like he is De Niro. Like he I understand. He, he, have you heard the story about the Pitch Black movies?
0: No. So, so I, that's what I was going to say uh, on this whole. Like they're pushing him uh, again. Another one that just got announced after what a decade, at least. Uh, another Riddick movie is is coming because he
1: walked in with the scripts for those in three yeah. locked binders. Really, He gave the first key to them, and they said, "After we make the first one, I'll give you the second key." Like oh. it was this big, this big epic thing, and then you get Riddick. <laughs>
0: You know, they're okay for what they are. They're yeah. okay. Pitch Black, I thought, was good. Yeah.
1: Pitch Black was good because it was a space
0: horror movie. Huh, he's Dom in every movie. Yeah, yeah. more or less. It's all about family. Yeah. All about family. About family. Um, and so that kind of lends some credence to that whole uh, uh, Vin Diesel Dwayne Johnson feud. Like,
1: mm. yeah. Do you <laughs> Don't you take that, my franchise? Do you think that the fast movies really dropped the ball with the name of Fast X when it could have been called Fast 10 Year Seatbelts?
0: fast tenure seat belts
1: Seatbelts. fast
0: tenner fastener yeah. <laughs> i've already
2: done spider car what more are they gonna do i'm not gonna
0: yeah i uh, so i'm i'm not gonna lie i checked out after the fast and the furious number one because it just did not the whole street racing thing just did not appeal to me i like cars as much as anybody else but I had no no stake in that at whatsoever. It just could not do it for me.
2: Oh, it, it really evolved though. It went from street racing to Now we're in space. James Bond. Yeah. So <laughs> uh,
1: when Hobbs and Shaw came out, um The
2: spinoff, yeah.
1: I, I took my son to go see that movie and uh he came out and he was pumped up about it. He was like, This is great. He goes, Is do you think they're gonna make a, a, another one of these? And I was like, Oh, this is like number nine. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "What?" So we went home and watched the first one. Consumed and like, all of them. Well, he, he was like, "This is a very different movie. The last one had like Transformers and superheroes and stuff in it. This is just, yeah, like, yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> like, it really went places."
0: <laughs> um, and invariably, I mean, as soon as you say Transformers, I'm like, "Oh, oh, uh, Rise of the Beasts." We've all seen uh, the trailers for those. For that.
1: So, Andy, thoughts? I, I feel like I've been talking too much today. Andy, what are your thoughts on the, the Rise of the Beasts? I'm looking forward to
2: it simply because the uh, Optimus Primal there, the Gorilla, looks amazing.
0: I had said the same thing last week. As a As a Transformer guy, it's, it's a, a sizable portion of my toy collection are Transformers. Uh, and like most uh, fans of my age, uh, closer to 50 than I am to 40, I fall squarely into the G1 category of fans. But as a modern toy collector, I will always pick articulation over nostalgia. Or the happy medium of both. And so, you know, I was never a Beast Wars fan. But then I see this trailer and I see the designs and, and what they're doing, and I'm like, suddenly I, I feel I can get behind this. And I and I can't explain why. I still don't like Beast Wars, but for whatever reason it's working for me in live action.
1: Yeah. And I I think so. The the first Transformers was a good movie. And they did yep. an incredible thing where they would just show a car driving down the road and you got so pumped up, you're like, This is gonna be amazing. Southern Transformer. And then two, three, four, and five happened. And I would say yeah. that they're they're almost for me, they're the second one's not terrible, but they're they're pretty unwatchable. It just becomes lots of explosions and running and, and they 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 lost any heart that any of those robots had.
0: The the joke of Bayhem just rings so true, right?
1: Right. Yeah. But then Bumblebee came out. That movie is top shelf. I finally got around to watching that.
0: It's good. I mean, I don't understand why it's, it's kind of, I love the Bumblebee movie. Don't get me wrong, but it, it, it has this one foot in, in the door, one foot out the door where the biggest problem with it is they didn't know what it was and where it fit. Like, right. Even the marketing leading up to that movie, it's part of the Bayverse, but it's not. Is it or isn't it? Like, just tell me that it's a soft reboot and just be done with it. I'm okay with that.
1: Right. But so I take it as a soft reboot. Yep. And the Beast Wars movie being a sequel to Bumblebee gets me excited, right? To see like a vintage style Optimus Prime. And even if you watch the way he transforms, he transforms like the old toy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they doubled down on that. And so, like, I, I'm – I'm for the first time in a long time, because I wasn't excited about Bumblebee because of the, the lineage before that. I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of these nonsense movies. And then I saw it with low expectations, which were blown out of the water. Yep. So now I'm like, okay, I'm back in. You got me. I'm hooked again. Let's do it.
0: with If anything, I feel like uh, having Bumblebee go back to being a Camaro at the end of that movie is a step backwards.
1: Yep. It should have been. That last shot should have been the bridge of the old truck and the
0: bumblebee. Yep, yep, and and the bug. And honestly, you could have just went with the new bug. And I know it's not new anymore. It's not. It's discontinued. But still, it's it's the same
1: vibe. Oh man.
0: Yeah. You want to swing back to toys for a minute? Because that just gets gets me so angry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, let's swing back to toys. Make you happy
0: mask i want to we started with mask i want to go back to mask and Do if it. that's if that's how we end the night that's fine okay. um i'm the guy that wants to see mask rebooted but you don't have to you don't have to reinvent the wheel we still have the chevy camaro so give me a, a 2023 camaro thunderhawk give me a 2023 whatever type of scooter as condor give me the 2023 bronco as uh, as uh, jackhammer like right. I, I don't need. I just want to see modern interpretations of of that property, and I think they tried to do that in the IDW book.
1: So um, what I would do in a movie is I would have um, Scott, T. Bob, and Scott,
0: T. Bob, and Scott.
1: So I would have Scott. everybody's would have,
0: favorite kid to rescue.
1: I'd have Scott be the main hero because he's grown up now. So oh, that's
0: cool. I like that.
1: And it's and so he's driving the modern Thunderhawk. Yeah, uh, so that's what it is. T. Bob is now an AI kind of like Jarvis
0: that works for me as well.
1: Right. So you have T Bob there and he can be a little guy that go, goes around, but he, he plugs in any jacks Jackson. He's in, in the internet. Sure. Um, and so it's Scott relaunching mask and recruiting new people. Yeah. That's yeah, the movie. Yeah. And then at the end you have Matt tracker come back in the old Camaro yeah. to make, oh, make a rescue. That's cool. Now here's the question. Yep. Who plays old Matt tracker?
0: Who plays old Matt tracker?
1: Oh, um, and I have the answer. I just want to see what you guys say. Okay, wait a second now.
0: Um, age appropriate. Uh, just give me give me two seconds here. Now I gotta think. Oh, I'll use my yeah. phone. No, I,
1: I, true, I threw I threw it out there. Hmm. Who could do it?
0: Uh, I'm gonna give you a name here in two seconds. <clears throat> Robert Redford.
1: Robert Redford. That's good.
0: Yeah, that's good. Circa Winter Soldier.
1: Yep. Redford. I would, I would go John Schneider.
0: Ha! <laughs> I like that.
1: Right? See him jumping in the window like of, a, of a Camaro? And just going yeah, for
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one. Gaz says Chris Pine. Chris Pine, I think, might actually, could be, could be your Scott Tracker.
1: Yeah, Scott to, Tracker. To be honest. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: And I can see him as Robert Redford's son.
1: <laughs> Although, yeah, no, Robert Redford. I was sold on John Snyder, but Robert Redford, circa uh, Winter Soldier, is, is yeah. the right answer as yeah, well. Yeah. I like that one.
0: Um, I, I love that property. I I was so excited when when Hasbro announced it as part of their uh, their what Revolution, yeah, uh, the Revolution pack that they were going to launch their big uh, cinematic. Oh, that's a good answer too. Scoop pizza's says uh, Barry Bostwick. Ooh. I love that it was included in the in the uh, in the the lineup of properties that Hasbro wanted to turn into this big cinematic universe i I think we've we've in other groups and other forums we've had this discussion but for the purposes of our show like is mask not what we all have said before that it's the it's the best of of the transformer and the gi joe world
1: yeah I, i think the reason we haven't got a mask reboot yet is because of the uh the sections collector scale being dominant in figures that you can't you can't make cars and vehicles for that scale that's
0: true but
1: that we don't care true. just give us little figures
0: <laughs> well i mean you've got you've got the guys at raw toy who are working on their uh not Thunderhawk and they're not shark uh um, right. and if if they if they turn out the way that Seems like they're going to turn out. I might actually, I might actually go in on that shark. <laughs> so the, the shark, I
1: can see a reason for. Yeah, but to pay hundred and fifty dollars for a remake of a toy that I can buy the vintage one for a hundred.
0: Agreed, agreed. Great. And I mean, as far as vintage, as I've said before, uh, I'm a modern guy. But you know, the one vintage line that I have a, a fairly decent run of. Is mask because it's the one toy line that I loved as a, as a kid, but didn't have anything
1: from. Well then Wes, I'm going to send you something. Uh,
0: I've got everything I want now. Almost. I don't
1: think you do. Wes. I don't, think you, do, I don't, you know what I
0: don't have. I don't, I still don't have Scott or T-Bob.
1: Hmm. No. And, uh, a there. there's
0: a, there's a cool, um, I can't think of who makes it. Somebody has made a conversion kit for the vintage T-Bob that basically turns him into the scooter. Neat. Yeah. Oh nice.
1: nice. But so here's my thunderhawk, right?
0: I like that. Thunderhawk is so nice.
1: He's great, but um I designed my own stand. Oh, that Ooh. is cool. And so this is a stand for your thunderhawk. You go on your shelf and he flies like this. Oh, that's too. fantastic. That's sick. So that's
0: fantastic. I'm going
1: to I'm going to send you a couple of those. They work Oh, that's beautiful. For Raven, for Firefly.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you
1: so much. Yeah, you should, right. You find a guy who loves a mask. You got to Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I well, think I'll there's quite the, a few of them and then you can share them with Andy if he doesn't. Uh, absolutely. Know. Absolutely. I so.
0: basically went after everything that was uh that appeared on screen in season 1. Right. Um and then I went for Manta even though Manta came late in the toy line. So really Shark is the only thing that that was in season 1 that we never got a toy for. So you know, and, and you could go out and and, and pay crazy dollars. Uh, the the guy, the eBay guy, uh, mask shark and customs, and you can wait months at a time for a, for what essentially is a model kit. Yeah, I think this raw toy thing might actually be the the, the way to go. The, the no. best so, thing coming.
1: I see. I see that being where the raw toy guy. Um, well, thank you, danger tank. Where he where he has a market, right? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't see, I don't see a market for reissues of the Centurions that are high ticket price, but give us like the female characters we never got. Right. Give us, give uh, us the Crystal. judge from Bravestar, right?
0: Crystal that ran the, that ran the sky, uh, Skylink. Yeah. Skylink, the st- the space station. Yeah. And yeah. the orangutan. <laughs>
1: yeah. But like, you know, and, and give it, give us the, ju- the judge from, from Bravestar right all all.
0: oh sure sure sure
1: like give it let us let us continue our line that's when i do my custom motu stuff it's all about like continuing the line like keep it keeping it going
0: right as if it had never stopped
1: as if it had never stopped i will
0: say this uh about the ramen toy guys they're pretty ambitious i've i i am i'm a i'm a lurker i don't i don't comment a lot but i do watch and i've seen their posts i've seen what they have in the pipeline and yeah. ambitious i i don't think there's another word for it ambitious no
1: I, I think they're really ambitious that they're like we're gonna just make these properties without permission
0: so that's a whole other that is a whole other thing and i mean
1: oh. like right wrong or indifferent i just think it's, yeah. it's a bold move that i wouldn't do
0: it is i mean i'll i'll say this much and i've said it before it's people who think that they can just make a custom toy based on a on an intellectual property and sell it under the guise of it's a it's fan art don't understand intellectual property law. And just because you can, and just because, and the third party transformer universe is, is the, is the, the, the sort of the window that I use just because Hasbro doesn't litigate all those companies doesn't mean that they can't. And they did in the case of that, that third party Unicron when they were doing their uh, HasLab Unicron. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And and I've said this in a number of of streams and it's maybe it's like you know, the 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 thing that drives me. Yeah. Don't don't spend our energy on trying to to redo something that's already been done. Make something new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: I can't go to the toy store right now with my kids or when they were younger even and find a new property because it's all just rehashed stuff from when we were kids. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There, there hasn't there hasn't been a new a new line. And so even the way toys are distributed, whereas when Masters of the Universe was coming out, it's like, here's the first wave of toys. That's what we got. We're going to make some more yeah. figures. Here you go. And now it's like, well, we need to release our main characters first and spread them out. It's a whole different thing. How are you going to release characters so that people are always waiting for the next ones, as opposed to giving us something new that uh, is going to blow our minds?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm no uh, I'm no exception to the nostalgia cells uh thing that's that were uh, that I would say toy collectors are enjoying right now. Yep. Uh, the the majority of my my collection is Transformers, Star Wars, and Masters of the Universe, uh, albeit all modern. Now, that being said, I did not go in on Origins or uh, um, Masterverse figures because I felt that my Classics collection was large enough to fulfill that yeah. That space, yep. And I don't, I don't have any connection to these fringe characters that are coming out now. I have no connection to Sunman uh, or any of those ancillary characters, so they, they, don't mean anything to me. And then this latest wave of of Masters Origins figures that I just saw pop up—this white ninja guy and uh,
1: um, the um, frog guy—where the are they samurai? coming from?
0: Where, where are these characters coming from?
1: Well, the frogmonger was a figure that they did, and they had a frog head, so they put it in a horde suit and called it a figure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, I was on a stream with Ken uh, a few weeks ago, sure, and I mentioned that like I understand the cultural relevance of it all, but like Sunman yeah. does nothing for me. Nope. And then two days later, or two, four days later, whatever, it was, I got one in the mail. Someone sent one to me. Oh, like, hey, here's,
2: here's a nice. Sun man for you. I
1: was like, Oh my god, very nice. Thing? Now I got, yeah. now we got it. Now I got to Sunman. Enjoy it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Open it up. Do a review on it. I don't know. Do an unboxing or something like that.
2: Yeah. Make sure your camera angle is good. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Something that we admittedly don't do very much of on this channel is, is a lot. We don't do a lot of toy stuff. Um, right. And we should do more.
2: Yeah. We should lots do great toys.
0: I do mean, more. The three of us, you, myself, and Hank, we're all toy guys. So.
2: Yeah. We're covering box
0: collection. There are so many toy channels, though. And I don't want to be necessarily a toy channel. But, yeah, you know, I, I like to dip in and out. From, I actually from, like...
1: For Go me, ahead. Adam. Um, like I'm, I'm a toy channel. I'm. I, I, it's great. it's all about the toys. Um, but I didn't want to be another guy just doing reviews, right? And no. that's what we did. Like the, the fixing and the restoring and the designing. Sure. I, I think that's that's something different and fun. And that's not me. Just like acquiring toys, that's how I'm playing with them, right?
0: Right, right. That,
1: that's the fun process. So I'll give you. I'll give you a sneak peek. Um, Ooh. I'll give you a sneak peek for the video coming out this. Uh, this saturday wait
0: wait this is a fandom power exclusive
1: Phantom power exclusive, but you're just, just a little tease it's like a, a flash teaser
0: go full screen everybody
1: but that was one of the uh the things i designed for this saturday Ooh,
0: that that's pretty slick looking right now should i recognize that
1: you you should but maybe you won't but uh
0: it's, it's is it modified
1: so it's it's this is this is from scratch like i designed it to be yeah to be a replica of what once was interesting okay. So that's uh and actually, this is one of the things that I, I printed flat, and so all the curves are I, I mold it in hot water.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you heat it up and uh, bent it out. Oh, yeah. that's great! It looks great.
1: So it's a it's a little little tease for Saturday's video. Excellent. So, did, so uh, we'll, the 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 bringing back old toys and giving them new life is. A, is
0: we'll now. all be tuning into that. Are you doing a Are you doing a live premiere on that one?
1: Yeah, we're going to do a live premiere six thirty on Saturday night.
0: Six thirty Eastern time.
1: Eastern Standard, Canadian Ontario. Talk. So
0: that let me just pull up the calendar here. That's going to be uh, so Saturday, Saturday, February eighteenth uh, on uh, Go Figure. That's right. So We'll all be watching for that.
1: It's going to be going to be a fun one. I I do a little bit there that I think is maybe either going to be the funniest thing I've ever put on my channel or make people <laughs> the most upset. It's gonna it's gonna border that line.
0: By the way, if you uh, if you guys haven't subscribed to Adam's channel, go figure. You can find the link in the description of the stream here. I encourage you to go over there, hit the link, go check out Adam's channel and see all of the awesome customization work that he does uh, and literally breathes life back into some of these uh, old toys that uh, have lots more love to give.
1: More love to give. I love
0: that. Friend of our channel, Doug Illingworth from uh, the East Coast. He-Man. Well,
1: that's a question. Uh, yeah, for he-man? sure.
0: He man? The part mm-hmm. is from He-Man? It's from
1: a He-Man? One of the He-Man's? No, it's not, it's not from He-Man. It's not from He-Man.
0: Is uh, it from the line? Is it from the Motu line?
1: It's not from the Motu it's line. It's not right from right. Motu. No, but it is Mattel. That's
0: why I, oh Mattel. Okay.
1: I'm thinking oh. maybe Bravestar.
2: Yeah,
0: Bravestar.
1: Yeah, that's exactly that's what that's from. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that a 30-30 headgear? It's a 30-30 headgear
1: right there. Yeah,
0: okay. That's what that is. I, I it I knew it was gonna. It took me a minute, but yeah. Okay. That looks good.
1: Yeah. It looks really good. Now, now I can uh, picture it. That was a a big undertaking because 33 got a lot of bits. Mm.
0: (laughs) Um. By the way, while we're talking about your stuff, you just recently invited me to come and do a a little thing with you that you call uh, Mo Tuesday. Can you tell us more about Mo Tuesday and what that is?
1: So Mo Tuesday isn't even my brainchild. Um, So what happened was Zazel. And Phil from Treasures for Triggers, um, uh, Zazel's in Australia and Phil is in Japan. And so they uh, we, we're in a like a chat group together where we do a thing called Streamathon together. We do multi-channel yeah. stuff. They're, they're just beauties. And so they're were, they were talking kind of the same thing we were talking about earlier. Like, we don't want to be another review channel and we want to do stuff that's different. So they were talking, we want to do like a, like a talk show called Mo Tuesdays. And on Tuesday, we talk about Masters of the Universe. So, what we do is we uh go through a wave of vintage toys and look at it and compare it to that same wave in uh, origins and kind of see what was good bad oh. and kind of what we want to do and then but we also have a guest on each each day and so Ooh. I was actually just the first guest oh on, well done. on the show and then uh you know they' were like why doesn't he just come and be part of what's going on because part of what we what we do is we ask You're the in guests, now yeah we ask the guest to make a uh take a look at all the old vintage parts yes. and say what would your ideal using vintage parts what would your ideal Motu figure be if you could you know because Motu is all about remolds and reuses and so we've had a we've had a couple of those uh go up and I do up digital renderings of what the figure would look like let me call it master of the you universe universe y-o-u universe <laughs> and so that's uh that's a, uh, a a cool thing we do and then um, in the show it, it goes up every episode but if people like if people like the uh the concept figure they can order one we only do one of each and uh, it goes up for auction and so zazel is trying to get to joe fest so he's got a little GoFundMe going on
0: oh very cool
1: so it's whoever donates to the GoFundMe gets the figure
0: oh nice. that's great that's awesome now you did you did uh pitch that to me earlier when you asked me if i would like to be a guest and i did send you, you did. uh i did send you now i I will not reveal that ahead of time. If you want to find out what my, what my uh, uh, Mo to universe uh, character is, you're going to have to tune into that episode, which yep. is uh, to be determined when that's coming up.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you this, it's a great figure. It's uh, it's better than any in concept. It's better than any new figure that we didn't have in the vintage line that came out in origins. Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, and honestly, it, when you, when you, pitch me the idea and you told me what it was. I I think I had, I I had my, uh, my uh, origin story uh, locked in about five minutes. And I think within, within 20 minutes I had my list of parts over to you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so that, that's it's, it's, and I love that because for me, it all goes back to story. When I do, uh, when I do a a custom figure, it's like, what's the story? What's, what's going on. Right. uh, So like one of my, one of my most recent, uh, favorite customs is uh, this this uh, glow in the dark armor Skeletor. Ooh, and the, you I, you posted
0: photos of that on your on your Facebook.
1: Yeah, Facebook and my Instagram. Um, it looks so, great, by the way. So he's got chains. thing, so it's kind of like a, uh, a Jacob Marley. Thing it looks out. awesome. But the story is to overtake the the uh, the, the castle of Eternia. He imprisons Scareglow in his armor.
0: Oh, right that so conceptually you, that works so well head
1: there and so that and that, really that's works. actually a rendering of scarecgo's head that i put into his armor that you oh that's and awesome. so it's it's like he gets more power from that so if without story they're just toys and so i, I love the story aspect so when you sent me your story beat i was like oh, i get a novel and a toy yeah. <laughs>
0: that's right there's enough there for a mini comic for sure Absolutely, we should get, we should get someone to do that
1: well that glow in the dark
2: skeleton would be like a great comic like just imagine him talking to scarecgo like shut up
1: armor so we, we are doing a thing and I'm, I've, I've asked Wes to kind of come in on this idea as well. Um, we're going I to- have,
0: I have told the guys, I told them both uh, that this was on the table. Um, yeah. no, and no. The, the I conference conference can't speak.
1: Is essentially Motu 88. Yeah. We just keep, keep the line going as yeah. if it's going. And so we want to do some world building some storytelling um, some custom figures it's kind of like bring a bunch of different channels that bring something different to yeah. the pie and see where it goes
0: and i think it's going to be a lot of fun and i am so excited to be a part of that project so i hope that for sure when the when the uh, wheel gets a rolling, that yeah. it picks up steam so
1: no it's going to be it's going to be good i just like i say it's this is this is how we play with our toys as adults and kind of get away with it right absolutely
0: and i mean like you say story is everything and so if we if you can construct a um, um a story that resonates then everything else is uh is gravy
2: yeah 100 talking, talking armor or weaponry actually that was in the latest season of vox machina oh yeah it was it was and
0: that worked well for that beat uh so i mean and that that but that's uh, oh. a, a classic trope of of Dungeons and Dragons, which ultimately Vox Machina is inspired by. Yeah. Um, these yeah. uh, intelligent weapons that basically have uh, have their own soul, I guess, as it yeah. were. Yeah.
2: But scareglow in armor like that could be comedy beat right there, <laughs> it wouldn't be trapped in there arguing.
0: There arguing? <laughs> <laughs> so, arguing.
1: <laughs> so there's also there's also in my mind that Skeletor doesn't know, but. Scareglow, because we don't know—is Scareglow Skeletor, or is it not Skeletor?
0: I guess it depends on which part of the lore you you yeah. want to adhere to, and I mean that's the crazy part about Master's lore is you take what you want, you you leave what you don't care
2: for. Yeah, because right, if you like the
0: Kevin Smith one,
2: they're two separate.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's pretend. Just let's hypothetically say, let's hypothetically say that Scareglow is a ghost of Skeletor. Yep. Who's come back and, yep. and, he, and Skeletor imprisons him in armor to power himself up. What if He-Man goes to the future and says to future He-Man, don't kill Skeletor?
0: Don't do it. Oh, my God. Paradox. <laughs>
1: and then he loses the armor in the past. Like What, what happens then?
0: That's a crazy, uh, crazy idea. Uh, time-bending stuff always makes my brain hurt.
1: <laughs> you know what the, the best thing about the Avengers was? No, not the Avengers. Sorry. The best thing about the movie Looper was? was Looper. They're yeah. sitting in a diner yeah. and he's like, wait, how's this whole time travel thing work? And Bruce, Bruce Willis goes, it's complicated. Don't worry about it. Like he's like, he says says, <laughs> the audience, he's like, just it's a movie. Just yeah. Go it. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what, you know, time travel, how it worked for me. And, and I think it's still one of the best representations of time travel is still Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. So if I, if I think about it then, and then boink, the thing happens or that what they need is there. Yeah. Love it. When they're going through the, the police station, trying to avoid, uh, Remember
2: my
0: <laughs>
1: yeah no that that was a great that was a great and that's that's how you do the the time travel thing right like yeah if i ever discover time travel i'll come back right now yep and bring my and i guess i didn't do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well listen we've just crossed the two hour mark i don't know if we want to try and drag this out any longer not because we have to but uh my god we've had a we've had a consistent audience tonight yeah we've had uh, six or seven that have stuck with us all night Man, I can't thank you guys enough. I know we are such a small channel in the grand scheme of things, but every time you guys show up and uh, participate in one of these with us, whether it's here on Random Fandom Tuesdays or in one of our regular review series, which, by the way, uh, we are currently uh, running down Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. Every Sunday night, we review the most uh, current episode. I'm working on my show notes for uh, uh, today's episode, actually, The Crossing. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic series. If you don't watch star Wars, the bad batch, and you want to get caught up, just come and hang out with us on Sunday night. We literally are the audiobook version of star Wars, the bad batch, uh, except we will connect all of the, uh, greater lore connections, go through all the Easter eggs and maybe some things you you might've missed.
1: So I want to, I want to say something to that, Wes. Yeah, sure. You You said that in the grand scheme of things, you're a small channel. We absolutely are. <laughs> I, I am the cha- I am the champion of, in this YouTube space, you yeah. can do things to grow your audience fast and artificially, yeah. or you can be genuine and grow a, a slow, steady, and dedicated um, group of fans or group of um, followers that love it. Right, right. And so I love what you guys have done. I'm always in oh, your chats. Thank you. Thanks in. very much. You guys are a small channel, but you guys are bringing dynamite content, so don't, don't, don't start yourself short by saying you're a small channel. You're still a big hitter in my books.
0: Well, thank you very much. I've always said that because our niece, uh, our niche is so, um, uh, saturated, uh, I think that's the right word because it's so saturated. I know that there are a, a plethora of other star Wars content creators that you could go in and watch, but I've always said this, I think it's more important to be thorough than it is to be first, which is why I always say, even if you watch these other guys come and check out one of our shows, because a lot of the times we, we actually, and I'm not trying to say this to, to pump my own tires quite often. We'll pick up on things that the other guys have missed. And it's kind of funny when we get that, Oh, we scooped the big guy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm not gonna, I don't want to, i it though. Anymore.
1: Phantom of power is always quality. You guys should always check it out.
0: Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And I hope you'll come back and join us again on a future uh, installment here of uh, of uh, random fandom Tuesdays.
1: I would love to. I love hanging out with good buddies.
0: Right. And uh, again, I'm sorry for the uh, technology uh, glitch that we had. Uh, clearly, I need to make sure that both devices are paired and do a test call before we go live. Uh, I promise I will get that sorted out for next week. And uh, who knows? Maybe uh, we'll get another call from Rolf the dog. Oh slash uh that crazy guy over at toy connections by the way toy connections um one of the things i like to do with our channel is uh, all the channels that we either support or we have worked with are in our featured channels so that's where you're going to find uh guys like toy connections and uh adam at go figure
1: fantastic well this listen guys been, this it's been, been really an,
0: fun. it's been an awesome tuesday night uh i can't wait to do this again next week uh, we'll be back with more uh headlines plucked right from the the, the next seven uh, seven days of pop culture news there's always something going on and keep your headlines in mind and bring them to us uh, with your comments and calls anyway guys uh, for fandom power we'll see you next week my name is Wes I'm Andy and uh, we'll catch you next time guys bye for now
1: hey guys thanks for listening to fandom power be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms